BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Because it's been one of those days. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Aren't she like Mr. Bean? Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody indeed yes welcome into the program uh, the program's name is never not funny i'm the host of the program my name is jimmy pardo we welcome you in on a beautiful here in california way beautifully uh, sunny monday afternoon uh early uh late late morning close to noon um, but hot, hotter than hell outside. Hot, hot, hotter than hell. No, that's uh, that's Kiss off the your uh, off their Hotter Than Hell album. That is the title uh, title track, Hotter Than Hell, off the Hotter Than Hell album by the rock band Kiss, who at one point in their career was hotter than hell. They then did uh, that uh, that uh, uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Amusement Park or whatever the hell they called it, Phantom of the Park, uh, made for TV movie that every kid stayed home and watched and uh, and then didn't know how to talk about it on Monday because it was so fucking horrible. <laughs> um, but they uh, Kiss was so busy apparently that they did not uh, uh, fulfill the obligation. I mean, I'm getting a lot of these facts wrong. Uh, that they did not uh, have any new songs, uh, so they just repackaged that as. I want to say wreck, wreck, wreck and destroy. I believe that was what they <laughs> they did for that. Uh, that was quote unquote the new song, and it was uh, a bummer. Can I ask you a question, uh, Jimmy? Uh, More than happy. How old were you when Phantom of the Park uh, came out on TV? Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Was it seventy eight? Is it seventy eight? Can look that up, please, if you would. Uh, I, I only ask because I feel like um, what I've noticed, and I guess I remember this from from childhood too, but I'm noticing it with Charlie is that. Uh, kids of a certain age have no um, taste. They just watch whatever. <laughs> and if it's even in the, if, if it's in within a thousand miles of their interest, they like it. And then it doesn't matter. We just, uh, over the weekend, we just watched a movie. Zoe went to a friend's house because they were doing a outdoor, they were watching a movie outside, socially distanced with an outdoor projector. So we were like, great, we can watch something that Charlie would like that Zoe doesn't care about. And we chose The Big Green, which is a 1990 
2 Disney movie about soccer and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it is unbelievably bad. I, I mean, I cannot believe when you look at Disney today, just even 20 years back, look at how bad some of their movies were. It's it's bonkers uh, that they were letting stuff like this through. But Charlie loved it because it's about soccer. So he was like, great, big right. fan. And he doesn't like usually want to watch movies. But after that, when he's like, Okay, I'll watch him. I'll watch any sports movie. That was his like new concession. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you, Charlie. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess what I'm saying is, if you had just been eight when that movie came out, you would have loved it. Um, 1978. 78. Yeah. So uh, does it say was it in September uh, or uh, August? When was that, Garen? October. Looks like around Halloween. October. October right. So I I was in fact 12 <clears throat> years old. So. Uh, yeah, just too old for it, Matt. Too old mm-hmm. uh, to appreciate how awful it was or and to yet, not care. I mean, it should have been geared towards your age because that's, I mean, they, they made a terrible movie. That's their fault. <laughs> but, like, because honestly, like that's, you're the perfect target age for Kiss the band in general and their music. Oh, it, it, uh, as Paul Stanley said many times, they, they thought they were going to be doing their Hard Day's Night, their help, like their version of the Beatles movies where they might not be great, but they're fun and people enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And it, that none of that happened. Right. It's just a unwatchable effing mess it is awful. i mean it's fucking awful it's awful i mean you know it's not uh uh i couldn't even pull up another movie uh that, that's how uh, sleep deprived i am hey garen uh, uh you got that one on blu-ray kiss versus the fam of the park yeah yeah no no here's the thing i've been trying to track that down to give jimmy for his birthday forever <laughs> and i found it one place for cheap and by the time we went to order it it was gone uh, so Garen, i believe we already ho- have it here at the house um well i gave also, up on that a, a while ago thank you because i don't know how I, to do it <laughs> you, you know how bad i am with getting uh, gifts anyway i don't know how i my acting would have been on even pretending <laughs> to say thank you on that when, that when was the last time you watched it you know i think i tried to convince ali we either did watch it five years ago mm-hmm. or i tried to convince him to uh, or maybe he, he would have been too scared you know as a kid you hear phantom and you don't know and mm-hmm. you know i kept that saying it's 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 not even as scary as a scooby-doo it's like <laughs> there's nothing to this man uh but i don't remember if we watched it um he's in a camp today he's doing a uh uh, uh animation camp oh, cool. um online of course and uh so i cannot bother him i cannot bother him today um with uh, with our bullshit, <laughs> can't just go tell him father needs him. Can imagine the, uh, the relief that set over him when he realized, oh my god, I have doing something on a Monday, and so yeah. my dad cannot interrupt me, drag me I, into his bullshit. He is. Uh, uh, if you're you're not kidding. He's forever grateful that uh, this week is the, that camp. Um, I wish he had a camp every week, quite frankly. But there just there weren't. Uh, as weird as this sounds, there just weren't good options this summer. And that's bizarre because there should have been a gazillion options. At least for Oliver, there weren't a, a lot of good options. I'm sure for yeah. some other kids there were. But uh, um, I always bring I bring this up every year that on uh, we always seem to record either on or around this date, uh, July 13th. It is the 35th anniversary of Live Aid, uh, which uh, means that I know exactly what I was doing. I was sitting on my couch with my mom and stepdad uh, the entire day while I had the chicken box. That is the... <laughs> Uh, just, uh, so, which means that now as I get into my fifties shingles right around the corner. So looking forward to getting shingles as an adult, 
which yeah. I hear is uh, painful and awful, and uh, it lies dormant in you, and then it either pops up or it doesn't. Uh, so it's not it's not a lock because I had chickenpox as well. It is not a lock, but um, oh, I've had it. You've had shingles. Yeah. How old did you were you when you had them, Garen? Oh, I was thirty something. It it's it's bad. It hurts. <clears throat> well, so we have that we have that to look forward to, uh, Elliot. If you. Uh, <laughs> If you get them, I, I wish they could just rename shingles. I, I think it's the, you and I both brother the worst name. It's isn't it bad enough that it exists. Now we have to call it something really disgusting. And I think it's evocative. But uh, is it evocative the right way? Does it does your skin turn into shingles? It looks right. Doesn't it? Garen look like it's like a roofing shingles kind of hanging off of you like rough. Awful. Come on, man. No, That's it, it looks like it looks like chicken pox. It's red. It does. Blotches. I thought it looked a little yeah. more scabby than that. Not no, maybe. I think if you look look up a, look up for a serious, severe case of shingles online. Oh, I'm kind of uh, yeah. Look uh, at some I, pictures. Go ahead, go ahead, Garen. Look at some photos of that. Or don't. I, I really apologize for taking us down this road. I'm gonna type in severe shingles. Yeah, look that up. Which, by the way, I saw. I believe they opened the Live Aid uh, show 35 years ago. That was a uh, big right gig for them. Yeah, it was. They, oh, they were know, lucky to have it. Matt got out of the oh, God. the clubs. Yeah, and onto the. You big see it, stage. Garen. Yeah, mine wasn't severe. Yeah. But it Do you want to maybe like rethink mother. what you had? Maybe you just uh, bumped into something and it was red for a minute or two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have had a mosquito bite. Oh, uh, speaking of which, I don't know if you can see this on the video, these little bumps right there. Do you see those two things? Mm-hmm. Are you able to see them? I have a little cover-up on it so it doesn't, sh- you know, my forehead doesn't shine in the sun. But um, I was putting up uh, some blinds yesterday in this very room that, uh, Matt, uh, if you want to read the, uh, pull up that email I sent yeah. you yesterday. If, if Matt, Matt will read the email I sent about the blinds, I bought some blackout blinds to help us for when um, our show goes past these certain hours and then the sun starts setting in a different spot and we have to use uh, artificial lighting to assist. Um, so I was putting those up yesterday. And, um, and by the way, the email chain is titled and the subject of it, in fact, is accounting. <laughs> <laughs> so wait where'd it go oh my god i had it and then it disappeared um okay accounting stuff so we were emailing about accounting stuff and uh one of one of which was the money spent on these black oh blocks. right 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 okay mm. but i just thought it, to me it was funny that we were like just it was like the most boring business exchange we maybe have ever had in our lives sure and then you wrote here's an update the blackout blinds can suck my balls they are awful (laughs) they keep the sun out but you can't really adjust them up and down i'm mad at the world (laughs) Uh, i was uh i I said that last part because of our theme song um about how it's really it's it's truly no big deal but uh by i uh so what ended up happening as well is you had to use these they provided these little uh <clears throat> clamps to uh, to be able to adjust them up and down but they didn't go wide enough to to hold them so i i had to improvise and use these other clamps to hold it up and as i was doing that the thing um as i opened it too wide you know to try to press it down wide enough it slipped out of my hand so i went down to try to catch it before it hit the ground and in doing that smashed my head on oh my, my computer God. monitor Ow. like right right i mean i i mean and not just i mean I, all I kept on thinking was, thank God it wasn't an inch over or I'd be in the ER because, yeah. I, I mean, I it was the very edge of, and you know how computer monitors like an, are now. They're, it's like an they're, iMac, right? So it's got that yeah, razor like thin, thin. Razor thin. Ra- like literally not even a half inch wide. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, smashed and, my head on that. And not and not a not a bevel or a chamfer. There's a little bit of a, an actual you know hard hard edge on that. It is a, it it hurt. So and then in addition though, so I, my anger towards these blinds, which by the way uh, have uh, since been uh, put on a pile of uh, stuff that Oliver could use for his various crafts that he does. Because, oh no. Uh, because I went to what I ended up doing is uh, so I go to the garage and so I'm like, well, maybe I got something else that could work better for this. And, you know, I, I just need them to stay up while because they, they, they were not expensive. They were like, you know, 12 bucks each or something. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just needed them to stay up nine, literally 99 percent of the time. They have to stay up so that they don't block the window. And so it's like, well, maybe I have something in the garage. And I come back and one of them's already fallen down. The uh, one of them is, is, is like falling as if, uh, you know, it's the curtain rod in the uh, front of a bar that hasn't been opened in seven years. Like all. And I just went, fuck it, fuck it, fuck. And uh, took it all down. Oh, OK. So uh, let's hope that the sun doesn't affect us today because I, I don't have any blackout blinds. Hmm. How, how blackout were they? Did they really work pretty well? OK. Worked pretty well, um, but uh, I, 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 I've got some other plans uh, over here on uh, as far as that goes. I've uh, got some other ideas I'm going to take care that of. sounds very ominous. That sounds like the kind of thing a serial killer would say. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to spend $7 more per uh, per blind and get... Uh, uh, actual uh, blinds. Actual blinds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes I think sense. I'm just going to bump up to the next level and, uh, you know, once they're on a roller, then you'll... I keep saying it. The, the The day we get every single aspect of all this uh, remote recording worked out is the day the vaccine is going to come out. That's why we got to keep doing it, because we've got to encourage the luck to. Right. We need the vaccine. Yeah. Positive jinx. Positive jinx. Oh, again, also, I did not get to do live. Aid, no, the positive way. jinx. They just weren't big enough. I mean, sure, they were revered in the Amsterdam club scene, but uh you think they were ready for the big show? No way. Well, I don't think they were, Matt. And apparently, uh, you know, uh, Bill Graham thought the same thing. Yeah. He, uh, what did he Lou Graham think? think? What's that? What did Lou Graham think? Well, Lou Graham, I think that's what causes, causes aneurysm. I think that's what... <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. He, just, he so overthought it that he... Uh, <laughs> I think he... Did Lou Graham have an aneurysm? Garen, look that up. He had some sort of a brain issue. <laughs> you don't even know if it's true. It was bad enough that you made that tasteless joke <laughs> now you're... that's a that's not tasteless. that's a good that's a good solid medical joke that's a solid piece <laughs> you're of a medical fan joke. of foreigner that's foreigner right that is foreigner yeah lou graham and foreigner he has a, a, a solo hit with midnight blue which is a great song it, it sounds is. just like foreigner you would you would think it's foreigner i do like that song yeah. probably your whole life you thought oh there's foreigner he had uh, a brain tumor he had a brain well, okay all right my apologies to the graham estate <laughs> Uh, he's still alive. They regrouped uh, last year. They had I, I, one last, I, from what I understand, one last reunion show. With him uh, involved? With him involved, yeah. Uh, as well as the new singer, Kelly Hansen, who is fantastic. Is, and as a reminder, when I saw Foreigner at the Hollywood Bowl, literally zero original members because the, uh, the one guy who's still in the band was sick that night. So it was <laughs> wow. zero. I saw a Foreigner cover band at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> The official foreigner cover band to be. Yeah, they're right. You're right. The official. Uh, Boy, I can't pull that other guy. Why can't I pull the guitarist's name? It's driving me crazy. Gary, you're going to have to look this up. I know that I'm overworking today by having to look up three (laughs) things in the first 50 minutes of the program. But uh, Uh, give me the initials. Please give me the initials. I think you're looking for either MJ or TG. No, it's MJ. It's uh, Mick Jones. Thank you. Mick Mick Jones. Jones. 
he was not there. Uh, apparently, this was happening a lot on that tour, that he was always there. But if he was uh, under the weather, I think he, too, was dealing with cancer, if that's possible. Like, if he couldn't go on, uh, then, uh, you know, he had a backup. And that's who I saw. It was uh, Foreigner, Night Ranger. I would think it was Night Ranger, Foreigner, Journey. I think that's who it was at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. Journey, of course, didn't have their original singer. Uh, right. And uh, I think Night Ranger had all their original members at that time. I don't know. Anyway, Hollywood Bowl. The smaller the band, the more likely you've got the original guys there. <laughs> yeah, stick around, right? Yeah. Although now they don't. Uh, Jeff Watson's left uh, probably right after that gig of the Hollywood Bowl. He said, I didn't know this was an option. I'm out. Not Jeff Watson. <laughs> got inspired he, by the other bands. Yeah, he may not have been there then. I don't remember. I, I remember that was at a time where I was dealing with those. Um, remember, I was dealing with those weird warts on my feet. And I, and I had to have like this weird acid put on my oh, feet yeah, yeah. Uh, to get rid of them. And on the day that I would put that acid on, it would be such excruciating pain. I couldn't do anything. And I, like a fucking idiot, decided, uh, oh, I'll put this on today. Uh, you know, when I have to walk a mile from the Hollywood Highland up to the Hollywood Bowl <laughs> and sit during a concert that I've been looking forward to. What a moron. Couldn't, couldn't wait until the next day, huh? You dumbass. You dumb <laughs> fucking human being. You fucking ape. You're just an ape. Jesus. <laughs> just a, a lot of self-loathing happening damn in this particular dirty moment ape. that I'm... A dumb monkey. A monkey would have known it's better. Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of outdoor concert venues in the Los Angeles area, uh, guess what I learned? Uh, this kind of have you finished the uh, the latest uh, hit parade? Uh, oh, the, the Lilith Fair one. Yeah, Lilith Fair one. That's a, far. Boy, that's a that's a Brokaw problem yeah, that happened God. for Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, Brokaw had to take the night off when they were doing that story. <laughs> I can't report this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I I need to recuse myself from this word. Recuse <laughs> 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 myself from the word. What uh, uh, did I? Yes, I did finish it. But it, why would that play into what well, you're about to say? You might not have cared about this whatsoever. But I I my mind was slightly blown to learn that the the Lilith Fair played the Starlight Bowl in Burbank. Yes, I found you know what Matt when they wow. said that I thought I think he misspoke. It can't be true, right? I mean that seems crazy. They and they he said in the same sentence that they played. The Starlight Bowl and the Greek. I'm like, why would you play both? The right. Gre- the Greek is more. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's there. It's maybe a little bigger, not so much bigger, because the Starlight Bowl is kind of big. But you don't need to play those two places. Mm-mm. They're they're you know they're six miles apart. <laughs> like the the Starlight Bowl is basically like a, a size wise. Maybe I'm wrong. It's like about the same size as uh, like it's like an outdoor Wiltern. Is that is that safe? To, is Five thousand seats. It's five thousand. Okay, and how much is the Greek? Let's let's flash back to the Ramesh episode and see if we can remember. Because I know he sold what 178 tickets or something. <laughs> I still feel like such a 5900 prop. 5900. So, so it's 59. It's similar. Well, maybe maybe it's possible that they couldn't get two nights at the Greek, and then so they said uh, let's do one here and one there. I wondered if it was because promoters still weren't convinced it was gonna work at that point because this this was the first full year of it it was the it was the, the summer after they had done the little sort of test run yeah uh, in a couple of cities and uh so yeah i mean i could see people being like the like certainly the bowl would have probably turned their nose up at it but uh yeah i just it what annoyed me was that i lived in los angeles at the time i could have gone i don't know why i never went to the lilith fair i liked all those artists um and uh, that would have been really fun to see that there because that's a cool venue. It's a, it's a I do like that venue. It does, it, even though it's only nine hundred less than the Greek, and the Greek's a small venue. Yeah. It feels much smaller than the Greek to me. It feels so. 
intimate. It does. I wonder um, if the if the fifty nine fifty or the five thousand includes the lawn because the lawn is substantial. And uh, I think it does because in Poplar Creek, back in the Chicago area, it's, it's since been demolished. But they would say the capacity is blah blah blah. Yeah. And then it would go well, and, you know, oh, that's because you could fit three thousand on the lawn or whatever the hell they would. And the, the Greek doesn't have a lawn, right? They just have those people who sneak in and right know, people hang from a tree fence. and yeah. <laughs> uh, you know hang by their arms on a tree. I don't mean to so. So it's imagery. It's three thousand chair back seating and two thousand more on the lawn for a total capacity of okay. five thousand. So that's why it feels so much smaller than the Greek because the the seating is like um, like half of the amount of yeah. Seats. I've there I've only been there for like uh, cover bands right, uh, yeah. and so I've never seen it full by not even close. Uh, um, why is that not a viable venue for like if like these bands that, like what, what Garen what's the wheel turn seat is that 3000 uh, anyway Matt while Garen looks up I was as amazed as you were when when that came out of his mouth yeah 1850 1850 well that's why Jim it's no not even close um, I, I just think it's it's so far up into the uh, hills there in, in Burbank that it just seems kind of it feels bush league like a like a small town you know well and, and that ties into what you're saying about cover bands like i've only seen i think cover bands oh no i saw big dad big bad voodoo daddy there last summer at the fourth of july thing which is technically a real band i guess <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah it's it doesn't feel like a place that has like a list bands coming through well, you know, I uh, re- once read an interview with the booker of the uh, Starlight and his reasoning of uh, abandoning booking actual shows. He does one a year mm-hmm. uh, and everything else is a cover band because he said, I get the same crowds no matter what. So why would I pay, a, you know, a, a known band, you know, twenty five thousand dollars when yeah. I could pay these cover bands five thousand mm-hmm. and people are just as entertained. And, and I, he's right. That, that, that vibe does have that small town vibe to it. Like, yeah. hey, let's go to the starlight and just relax and listen yeah. to some live music. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, which we can't do anymore because we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. <laughs> What's that? What are you talking about? Well, well, the pandemic was the, uh, another band that uh, was not allowed on the, uh, the stage. They were too heavy. That's what they said. They were too oh, heavy man. for that event. Yeah. I was like, but you already got black, you got black Sabbath. Well, they, uh, their grandfather did and they're legends. So I like, all right, mm-hmm. well, listen, I get it. Yeah. Full disclosure, I uh, I managed pandemic for a couple of years in the eighties. <laughs> well, how did you deal with all the pandemic fans? Because those people were, I mean, they their well, their costumes they, and their dress up was pretty dark. They were very rabid. They were a rabid fan base. They were, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing about pandemic: they were an infectious band. It, like once you heard one song, man, you were all in on pandemic. You really, it was hard, and it spread too. It's boy, it spread fast. Once you, once they were got out yeah. of pandemic, boy, that thing spread. They spread fast. I think the real yeah. problem with that band, the reason why they did, they weren't more successful, is because they they had that thing in their rider where they could only play venues that were uh, at twenty five percent capacity. Well, it had to be a smaller venue. That's right, uh, op- open air certainly. Yeah. And uh, but Matt, I appreciate you staying on my business. I managed <laughs> the band for three years. And I, I, I mean, I'm just saying talk. it was it was the right thing to do safety wise and health wise, but uh, it definitely it, again, it limited I, I their, their you, earning ability. I don't need you blowing up their spot like that. Yeah, I mean, but, and, and, it, riders are private, and uh, <laughs> how you got to see that rider is is beyond me. Yeah. And and even with that, Matt, every time pandemic played, they killed. It wasn't bad. You saw we were taking this a certain direction, right, Elliot? I was I was on the same train, I thought. <laughs> of course you were. Very unfair. <laughs> Different Very car, unfair. same train. It was Different a car, joke. same train. Everything, everything. everything. <laughs> you, you were sitting in the seat next to me. Like, everything. <laughs> I was looking around your back in a piggyback ride. That's how close you were to that premise. 
Uh, it's just my, my instinct is to go quiet and uh, very unfair. Very unfair. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, we watch, I watched a documentary over the, uh, over the weekend, I could tell you. I watched the, uh, speaking of music, I watched the, yeah, go ahead, man. Is it playing? Yeah, you no. can't hear it? No. No. Oh, weird. oh there it is. Sorry. It has to be quiet because when it goes, then it goes through all the processing afterwards and it gets very loud. So I, I sorry that you well, can't hear it. Well, just bump it up just a, l- a little bit more than that. So I don't think you're just staring at or froze. Because <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, why the fuck is he not even responding to it? Like, why are you just staring at me? Also, some of them have different volumes. Like, uh, oh, that's not. What about this one? This is an old one. If a flick's not thick, not a flick, not a biopic. Talk, talk. What a great song. That's the great Mike Henry. Uh, I watched the Michael DeBar documentary, um, which uh, J. Elvis Weinstein uh, actually uh, uh, put together, produced. Huh. Um, and it is a, uh, it's a very, it was a very entertaining documentary about uh, Michael DeBar's life. And uh, boy, he had an interesting life even as a kid. And then. Uh, basically, was a, he was a jack of all trades, an actor, musician, and never really had success at any of them. Like, worked nonstop, but never had that one big breakout thing to make him a household name. But uh, um, And then he played Live Aid, right? He, uh, I believe, well here's, well, here's what's interesting. On the documentary, he said that he got a call to come to new york to audition to be in a band but he can't he, he, he the guy on the phone said i can't say what band it is but they need a lead singer and they, they need it quick because they have some they have a tour uh so robert palmer apparently agreed to do the tour with powers uh with and i if i may i will be them with the power station um <laughs> they all said it not one person left the the out anytime they talked about the power station. Ugh, that's as bad uh, as eagles when everyone yeah, insists on it. I, you know i know that it's there is no the in eagles yeah, i know eagles. you're the you're the asshole <laughs> um, it uh so he got the he got the call to go and and have this meeting slash audition and then in the documentary he says um, and our very first gig, I get the gig, and our very first gig is Live Aid. And then they show the the, uh, the footage from that and stuff, and, you know, he was fine. And um, and then I've seen written interviews in the last couple of days, like, including him on his own Facebook page. Uh, and I want to say it was only our second gig. So, like, uh, a, little, a little liberties for the movie, Mike? Hmm. Uh, so... Uh, uh, but the point is, you saw one either their first or second gig at the uh, him uh, with that. But that had to be. I'm wondering if you're because I you know the girls were so into that band the uh, you know the young girls because you know had the uh, John and Andy Taylor and um, uh, you know the, the Duran fan. Did they give a shit? Like when you bought when they bought the Power Station tickets to go see them at the Greek. Let's say they played there or whatever, and it was and Michael DeBar comes out. Do you do do at that time, did kids even know? Did they go, that's not the guy from the videos? That's not mm-hmm. the guy I hear? Or, or just yeah. like, 
Oh, oh, there's the power station. Great. I'm enjoying them. Yeah, I bet they didn't care because Robert Palmer was known, but it, it's not that exciting to see Robert Palmer. You know what, Matt? I'm going to answer my own question. Uh, to this day, people walk out of a Chicago show going, didn't Satara sound great? Oh, boy. Ah. And he's been gone for 35 years. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, and he was that, way more of a centerpiece in the 80s of that band than I think. Like, I mean, also Power Station was just a, the Power Station was just kind of a amalgam super group that they hadn't they didn't have this huge long history of being right. together so it was like yeah who, i mean if michael debar had just been the original lead singer those same people would have still gone and seen the show they still would have bought the record because of the hits uh, uh, and in the music video the the, what, the the big the big song was uh some like it hot right that was that's the right. biggest some hit. sweat when the heat is on i would think most people do unless you have some kind of glandular issue yeah but, or, um, uh, uh, go ahead <laughs> but uh, I don't remember how because there was there was a lot of graphics. But was was Palmer really h- highly featured in that I'm, video? I, I believe if he was, it's almost like uh, with you said with that imagery over him. Like it, uh, mm. if I remember the video correctly, there's no real crisp shot of him. <laughs> so like you'd go, yeah, that's nothing him. to do with it. He was so so wishy washy about his commitment to the band. Yeah, wouldn't he wouldn't do the tour. He barely appeared in the video. I will say, though, now that I think about it, this is just me. And I don't know. I think they're regular. They're maybe the average fan of that band might not feel the same way. But when I heard that song, I was like, that's a Robert Palmer song. Like his voice is distinctive enough that when you hear it, you're like, that's Robert Palmer. And so but but when you see something live, usually you know especially back then i think vocals get lost in the mix sometimes or people sound different live than they do on a record and so it's like it might be him might not be him but who really cares you would like if if you didn't know any better you know and you're just hey we're gonna go see the power station tonight you'd go and you'd go yeah i enjoyed myself like you wouldn't Mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't think to go that's not the guy (laughs) certainly not then like by the way it's also also it's the power station who gives a shit like i'm I'm hearing the song who gives a shit about power station who gives a shit about robert palmer I mean, I think it, I think if you use the the in the power station, you might care. Well, that's a good point. I think most people that were there were there to uh, put their hand on their pants looking at the Taylors. That's it. <laughs> Men and women were there to go. There's John Taylor. Where's my cock? It must be stroked. And <laughs> wow. uh, women would do the same because boy, oh boy, to this day, he's in the documentary. He talks so elegantly. John Taylor. He looks beautiful. Good Lord, it was all I could do not to jack off while I was watching a documentary, but uh, we don't have a theme song for that. So I can't. No, uh, we don't. What would it can, be? Well, give, give it a week. You'll have one. <laughs> documentary <laughs> Jimmy Jerks off a lot. Yeah, it's amazing we don't have that. Uh, it was a, uh, a nice uh, documentary. Matt, is our guest here? Nope. Oh, all right. I, didn't, I, I kind of threw the brakes on there, assuming that I was uh, wasting our guest time in the waiting room. Meeting in the ladies' room. When are you going to come back, Matt? I'm here. No, oh, real oh, soon. Said, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I thought, I thought, for some reason, I thought you thought I was frozen because I had no reaction to what you said. Nope. I was just asking to jump in with the Climax. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I saw Climax, by the way, and three of the members were, uh, were replacements, and I, got, I insisted on a refund. I was like, I can't tolerate a... Uh, climax that's not 100% accurate. But you still put your hand on your pants and whacked off, right? Because, I mean, if you can't do that at a Climax show, then where can you do oh it? Oh, my God. They're, they're asking, their songs are asking me to. The, their, they're their band begging. name is asking you to. <laughs> I know it, right? It's like, uh, let's go. Let's all... It's an instruction. Th- yes. Uh, let's, uh, to quote Hamilton, or to paraphrase Hamilton, let's get down to our socks and let's do this. Mm-hmm. 
Right? That's what young uh, Philip says at one point uh, to a couple of ladies. Yeah. No, I, I have you heard the thing about, I, I knew this back when, but when it was only on stage, it's so hard to take in everything. We've said this a million times. Like when you're watching Hamilton, you can't take it all in at once. But there's a whole thing about how the woman, the ensemble uh, performer who ends up being, they call her the bullet because she sort of guides the path right. of the bullet. Um, if you if you watch that actress or whatever performer the whole time, there's like all these cool things that sort of tie in. Like, for example, um, when uh, during uh, Yorktown, when uh, I think it's when Hamilton says uh, Lawrence is in South Carolina, redefining bravery. Anyway, Lawrence and that character uh like team up to kill a british soldier and it's kind of gruesome if you see it it's like it's 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 pretty it's like a violent choreographed move and then they shake hands and it's like oh okay so she shakes his hand and then he's the next character to die in the story and from that point on she's basically like the grim reaper and so wow. uh if, wow so like every time she pops up something's going on and she's the one that says uh uh, I, I saw him just down up Broadway a couple of blocks right before he says, let's all strip down to our socks. She's the one that says that to him, to, to, to Philip. And so it basically right before he gets into this altercation that leads to the duel that ends his life, she's like flirting with him. So he's literally flirting with death in that moment. Wow. And, uh, and then there's also, a, before that, there's a scene where uh, Hamilton's writing a letter. I think it's in stay alive, maybe where like she tracks a bullet and he like leans down to write something and it like whizzes by his head. So, and then of course at the end, she's the one in the final duel where like she stops because like the whole thing stops for him to deliver that soliloquy. Um, but yeah, it's so cool. Like, so now that it's on Disney plus, you can watch it all the way through just watching that one, uh, character. And I believe, I don't know if I could be wrong about this. I think Emmy, her name is Emmy Rossum or, uh, the the actress who plays that character, Ariana uh, Debose. I'm sorry, what is it? Ariana Debose. Ariana Debose. Oh, okay, who's Emmy Rossum? Where did I pull that? She's from? an actress. Yeah, she's an actress. Yeah. Um. All right. So anyway, check that out. It's cool. And now our guest uh, is here. <laughs> that is, by the way, that's the only. Uh, I I've never really followed the uh, the Hamilton uh, the songs or anything like that. I've only ever just watched that woman. So I knew all that information. <laughs> oh, so that you were just a big fan of that, and didn't... I was a big fan of that. I like. Uh, by the way, that's fascinating. Whoever uh, I, I I assume Lynn uh, talked about that at some point. Yeah. It was uh, it was out there in the yeah like when the when like three or four years ago when we were all obsessed with it. That was one of those wow. things that was out there. But again, it just feels like. If you're going to pay the price to get the ticket to go sit in the theater and that's all you're focusing on, that's a mistake because it, there's just so much happening. That, like I, I think I knew about it one of the times I was watching. I was like, I still don't want to. I want to watch the thing. I don't want to yeah, be distracted by that, even though it's a very cool thing that they did. It just doesn't seem like worth it. It's too busy. That's my complaint with Hamilton now. It's too busy. <laughs> Settle it, it down. Just, like, they should do a on. Hamilton Unplugged, you know, just like two people Thank on stage. You. Thank one, you. Finally. One, one guitar, one vocal. That's all you That's need. That's all we need. I don't need that dancing bullshit in the and, bag. And maybe the maybe bullet. Michael DeBar can fill in at some oh, point. Oh, he's very good. He, he, you know what? <laughs> he could do it at a drop of ad. I mean, yeah. he did a live ad in his first, possibly second gig, so he knows how to handle a big crowd. Uh, all right, we got uh, Baron Vaughn is going to be joining us. He's got a great uh, new show on Sci-Fi called The Great Debate. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. He'll give us uh, the lowdown on that. Lowdown. That's a Chicago song off Chicago Three. Baron Vaughn. Right after this, I'm going to pronounce this properly. Earn in. Earn in. 
E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Ernin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want it clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let's let's go with your premise. Mm -hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earnin. That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. You're in. Yeah, see? You're... <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last-minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh-oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to $750 bucks per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak of Factor. <laughs> I'm going from- I appreciate it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. They've got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus- uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning. I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. Get you know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah. Treat yourself. You you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah. I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the uh, what is it the. Uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That was a spicy lime chicken, whatever that whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I've not, I've not had a bad factor. Yeah, and I've said this before, like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like, uh, you know, low carb ones. And I find that that's great with, uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla and you, you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation or some uh, sweet potato chips and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Mm. Uh, that's just, I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their, what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash part 050. Use code part 050. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, we really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code part 050 at factormeals.com slash part 050 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash P-A-R-D-O 50 and use code part 050 to get 50% off. Factor. That's a good meal. Hello, everybody, uh, everybody, indeed. Welcome back to the program. Boy, that boy, I had a tough time. With that. <laughs> Welcome back, program. Program back. Hi, baby, take a break and take the program back. What an awful... I talk for a living and I managed to mangle that entire fucking sentence. Welcome back to program. Comedy coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was awful. 
I can only apologize to Baron Vaughn, our guest. He's, t- he's on sci-fi. This guy's on a classy network. He's on Superstore. This guy's on network television. He to- he's not going to tolerate this. You think Ben Feldman does this fucking stuff? <laughs> Feldman's a professional. You think Lauren Ash is going to mangle her fucking words? This is an embarrassment to me. You think America Ferrara is going to do it? Yes, I can see her mangling your words. Oh, she lo- she's, ah, she's, yes. She's leaving, so. She's leaving the show because of this, Matt. That's yeah. why they finally said, "Are you mangling those sentences?" Scram, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Um, that's exactly what's going to happen to America. Uh, <laughs> she's scramming. Good to, good to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, nice to see you, Baron Vaughn's joining us. As a, uh, uh, he's got the uh, the show on Sci-Fi called The Great Debate, which. Uh, Sadly, I've not had an opportunity to uh, watch yet, uh, but I've been told that my son, Oliver, who is a uh, Baron, he's a 12 year old, um, uh, would be very much into it. So before we get any further, Baron, and before I check in with these guys and go around the horn and see how everybody's week is going, uh, tell me what the great debate is and I'll make a decision if it's right for my son or not. (laughs) Uh, That's exactly what it's about. Jimmy, uh, it's about nonsense decisions uh, made by a group of idiots. Um, it's so basically uh, the one thing that nerds love to do is disagree with each other. Oh, my goodness. They can't get enough of it. It's really what they love more than sci fi. Um, and so this is a show in which we get to bring a bunch of funny nerds together to have these debates about all these characters and movies and crap that we love so much but like we try to keep it positive so it's just it's a good place to do it and and it's about having fun uh you know to your point uh my son is uh, in this pandemic is having a weekly zoom game day with his friends they uh, they get together and they do the zoom and they play the games and so on and so forth and quiplash and and other stuff and yesterday yeah i was in the other room and i heard one side of the most heated conversation <laughs> and i was like what in god's so he finally ends and he comes out and he was a little upset i go what are you guys what are you guys we were i said what were you guys talking about he goes android versus apple products oh, wow. <laughs> wow. and apparently one of the one of the friends was very uh was talking was ship talking apple and we yep. had a lot of apple products in this house and it was uh, two 12 year olds talking about uh, who gives a shit in the, <laughs> where, the fucking world's burning <laughs> i know i know but isn't that easier to have a conversation about <laughs> than the world burning yes let us certain. we we all need some escape yeah uh, agreed and, but uh, i'm not kidding i've never heard him so passionate uh, <laughs> about uh, anything and i think he was really getting mad about it like as if we uh, like have major stock investment in apple like it, <laughs> wow. like it was that said- kind of 12 years old he is 12 yeah now baron i, I, I apologize I said it like yoda 12 years old he is <laughs> uh, you have kids right baron i do i have two little ones yeah how, how old are they um the youngest one is a little over one and Ooh. uh the oldest one is going to be three in october oh god i, I i'll speak i'll speak for matt as much as my, my son's the greatest and i'm very uh, i'm the luckiest father in the world but boy do i miss those years i miss that those age of being able to pick them up and it feels like lifting a fork <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, being able to, well, that's why, are you loving it, Baron? I do, but you know, to what you just said, it's one of the biggest reasons I realized how out of shape I am um, because they get three times as big in a very short amount of time. And yes. I don't psychologically understand that you're not five pounds anymore. <laughs> and then I hurt my back, hurt. <laughs> I, I pulled a muscle in my chest. I, I pulled a rib out of place and got something called costochondritis, Jimmy. Oh, Jesus. Is the swelling of the ligaments betwixt thine ribs, <laughs> um, oh. which is basically 
them saying dad bod too much science that's <laughs> what i realized but wouldn't you rather castor congitis or however it was pronounced uh i, I couldn't say welcome to the show earlier there's no way that's coming out of my mouth <laughs> Um, uh, wouldn't you rather it be called like, like I had pleurisy for a while, uh, like 30 years ago. And that's when the, the, the liquid around your lungs dry up. And that's the very base way of oh. describing that. Uh, it's horribly painful. Uh, but I would rather like that than, than the like, dad bod to me is such, uh, I'd rather use the, uh, the medical terms than, uh, than what uh, somebody on TikTok is going to say uh, <laughs> about my chest and lungs. Very true. Very, your very, thoughts? very true. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that, definitely. But I also just wanted to say that I remember being 12 and getting into a horrible fist fight with a friend uh, because he said that Super Nintendo was better than Sega Genesis. I age myself, but this is the bullshit the 12 year olds are concerned with. Right. I'm so glad you were on the right side of that, though, because Genesis, <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> wow. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. So you're on the Sega side, Matt, in that argument? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Nintendo's for babies uh, and 46 year old <laughs> men like me, but it's not in between because uh, I love Nintendo. But when I was 12 or whatever age I was when Genesis came out, they very effectively Sega marketed it as this is like grown up, like this is like big kid video games, whereas Nintendo's for little kids, little dumb babies. Did. Are you I a guess. big boy? That's basically what Sega Genesis's yeah. advertising plan was. Because all they're asking us, their games were kind of violent too, like uh, Golden Axe. It was everything was like people getting chopped in half with things. <laughs> it was awesome. Like for if you're the right age, that's like the coolest thing in the world. I so played you the game. Be, okay. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm, no, no. no. Were you, that, not, wor were you, not worth it. I'm, not I'm, worth it. Okay. <laughs> nope. No. Uh, I'm just happy that your son is concerned about something that's a little safer than what I was concerned about <laughs> at 12. I didn't get into a fist fight with somebody, but there wasn't a pandemic. Uh, well, he's also a little concerned about the pandemic. Uh, probably he's probably okay, more good. concerned about uh, the, uh, than anybody else in this house. Quite frankly, he's uh, <laughs> he has been he's been literally to one place other other than the mm. other than dental. Other than he's had to go to the dentist twice, a regular dentist and orthodontist. Uh, he's been to. Uh, in fact, I, we figured this out just yesterday. We were talking to some uh, friends. Uh, he had to go to 7-Eleven with me for just one for a project for a, a, an online camp. Uh, we had to go get a ketchup packet. And so he was literally <laughs> in the 7-Eleven for one second. And that's the only place he's been because he is a. Uh, smarter about this than his old man <laughs> that's amazing ketchup packets as far as i know are also maybe some of the most hygienic things that i've ever encountered uh i've never had a ketchup packet that wasn't sticky is what i'm right it is. <laughs> I, I always covered and i hope ketchup uh well you know in this day and age you you know the 7-eleven uh, you have to ask for everything because you can't just grab stuff anymore so i had to wait in line to ask for can i get a ketchup packet you want a hot dog too we don't <laughs> nope we just want one ketchup packet and he gave us Did three he was very charge nice. you Did he charge you he didn't i also bought a couple of sodas because i felt guilty about oh, okay you know, waiting in line and, you know, mucking everything up. And uh, uh, anyway, he got his ketchup packets and the, you're for uh, the people. That's what you're about. Jimmy. I'm always about mm -hmm. the people. Yeah. I will tell you this. The, uh, the science experiment that he was doing did not work. Whatever it was, the mm. premise behind the ketchup packet uh, uh, experiment uh, didn't work. It was that in a water bottle or something? You're supposed to press it in the ketchup packet. I think it's supposed to sink. 
and uh, into the water. Hmm. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know what it was supposed to happen, but mm. whatever it was, I I remember hearing fuck from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear that. I did not. Uh, I, I, I'm interested to see when what how old Oliver's going to be when he starts swearing because he's still is like dad can i say it no. uh, you know the s word and then the s word is stupid like he's still <laughs> like I, I don't i don't, I don't know when he's good because his friends say it all his dad doesn't have a filter at all anymore there was a time i had a filter now it just yeah you know uh, he hears it man i think really it's when he he wants to know when he can say it around you <laughs> I, Barrett, Barrett, I, 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 it. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I appreciate your take on this, but I, I could guarantee he's not. He is. Uh, wow. That's yeah. not just, that's not his bag, man. What a good kid. He's a good kid. And that's yes, what, my daughter's like that too. My, my daughter's always 11 and she, uh, is like, she'll scold me for, for swearing. You know? And so I, yeah, I, I'm wondering too, if she'll ever switch over. Um, she watches stuff with swears in it, but, uh, she does not partake. So does, uh, oh, hang on, speaking of Oliver. Oliver, is that you? Quickly now, son, father needs you. I actually <laughs> don't need you. Uh, hey, come in. make him swear. <laughs> yeah. uh, here, come in, uh, here, put this in your ear so you can say hello. Time to learn. Uh, th- that's Baron Vaughn. Hi, Oliver. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I heard you like uh, MST3K. I'm a big fan. Um, this weekend, my, my mom and I are doing a huge... Uh, mst marathon so yeah oh nice which which episodes are you watching um we haven't decided yet um we are gonna do the research and yeah yeah did, did you go good Barry, did I you care it. for the new seasons oh i i love the new season um we as soon as they came out we watched all of those um and they were great like in a day so yeah uh, well thank you very much oliver <laughs> baron were you uh we went to the uh, the ace theater to see the uh to see it live. I, I forget. Were you there or was it just your voice? Um, here in L.A.? Yeah, here in L.A. We I didn't get to do the live shows, unfortunately. I did get to see I get to I did get to see it in San Francisco, but I didn't get to see any. I didn't get to do the live shows, which was kind of a bummer. But yeah, I saw it and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, we enjoyed it, right? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, well, and then, uh, of course, Baron is also uh, the security guard on uh, Superstore. I was I was on Superstore. Yes, indeed. I'm Tom Servo. I uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a little show called Grace and Frankie or Granky, as I like to call it for uh, the, the, the Grace and Frankophiles. That's what I call our our fan base. Do you think my son's watching that, Baron? Uh, he seems like quite a mature gentleman. So I, I wouldn't doubt if he's like, you know what? Old people are not irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like he's uh, he's happening. So Jaron also hosts a brand new show called The Great Debate on Sci-Fi that uh, sounds like it would be right up your alley. I will definitely check it out. All right, Scram. Yes. All right, bye. Oh, bye. Thank you bye, so much. Oliver. Nice to meet you. Hi, Oliver. Oh, my goodness. All right, get out of here. God damn it. Dad's fucking working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope. I can only hope my children are as sweet as your child is. <laughs> I get glimpses of their teenage years. I think I think the two-year-old toddler tantrum stuff, because there's a lot of, no, and then him slamming a door, and I'm like, this is what it's going to be like. Ooh. He's like 15, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it could be worse. I, I, uh, 15 is, uh, boy, we're, I'm right around the corner from it. We're right around the Oof. corner, and it's going to be as sweet as he is, and he is a sweet kid. It's it's got to flip at some point. He can't be like this at 15. He'll get the shit kicked out of him every day at school. He can't. 
He's got to get a little. It's a very different day, Jimmy. Okay. It's a very different day. All right. I encourage you to watch a documentary called 21 Jump Street. They very <laughs> firmly, um, you know, they very firmly show that the generations of what we think uh, it was like to be a, a teenager is very different than what their priorities are today. Oh, so if I you watch that, that documentary, I believe it was uh, Ken Burns' 21 Jump Street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you might get some information about what awesome. your son's going to deal with in a couple of years. Uh, Matt, please uh, play the documentary theme since oh, this sure. documentary's come up. Uh, which one do I, let's go with this one. It, it, it's got to be, it's got to be Mike Henry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I felt like I should play one we hadn't played yet. We'd already played the other one. Yeah, ones. I agree. Why would we hear the same one we just heard, Elliot? Be, 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 because of the lyrics and how they apply to what Baron was uh, Oh, this, to? this one? I think I should explain that at one point uh, I made the claim. What was the what was the movie that I made the claim about? Oh shit! Um, I don't remember. Titanic. No, no, no. Oh, wait, Titanic. No. It was it was the it, one about uh, about the financial. Crisis oh, or whatever. the Big Short. The Big Short. The Big, the big short. short. I made I made the argument that that it had it had documentary elements to it, and I was made fun of because it is not technically a documentary. You you called it a documentary. You didn't say it had yes. documentary elements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love how you downplay that. <laughs> Uh, Look, I was just hoping with with the benefit of time that I could uh, no. massage nope, history a little we bit. Wouldn't oh, you have, can't we, massage history. We wouldn't have jumped on you for that. Like, it, it does, it sort of has documentary elements, but uh, but it's not a documentary. Uh, hey, guys, so I'm going to, uh, Oliver, because he's in that camp, did not have time to put together a trivia question for us today. So, uh, luckily, a guy, and we haven't had a chance to use this, a, a, a listener named John Cater, C-A-T-E-R, put together NeverNotTrivia.com. So head over to not you guys now. The listener can go over there and see a, a great little trivia website that he put together. We never this pandemic hit right as he sent that to us. So we, Oliver has been kind enough to write the trivia questions. We haven't had a chance to use this thing. Uh, so now we're going to use it for the first time. Uh, I'm going to head over there. I'm going to go to my, my history uh, in my browser. I use Chrome and um, <laughs> not secure, Jimmy. Not secure. And also, go, uh, you, I, Oliver's going to be pissed at you because that's a Google product, just like Android. Uh, <laughs> I'm told to use Edge. Edge is the new browser that everybody's telling me to use. And no, uh, no, no. That's what, what PC, the P Microsoft is telling you to use it. Oh, by I see. Installing it on your computer without you knowing. I don't oh. even think they make it for Mac, honestly. No, they do. Oh, yeah, they there's do? a download for it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. What do you yeah, use, Matt? What, what what's your browser? Uh, you know what? I'm a power user, so I use all three: the big three: Safari, Chrome, and uh, and Firefox. For different things, I, I bounce around. Them. <laughs> Big three, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Of That's course. right. Of, yeah. course, of course, Baron. Of course, we go to church. Don't think we don't. Um, <laughs> all right, here's your ca your category, guys. Is um, is pop culture? Pop culture, oh, boy. Okay. So you're betting anywhere between zero and twenty five, and so write down the, how much you're going to bet on pop culture. It could be uh, that's a very uh, very wide. 
this is tough because we have never done a question from this site. We don't know how easy or hard it's going to be. Oh, that's yeah. a very uh, like with Oliver. Brain. We know that Olivers are usually pretty challenging, so the the betting just sort of plays into that. And, and do we know where where the where are the, the maker of this where they got their questions from? I believe it was on the corner of none of them. Your fucking business, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so it was right in that area there. You saw that coming. Anybody get hit by the truck that it was delivering? <laughs> I that stood truck? right in the middle of the street on that one, Jimmy. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right. Speaking of which, we watched Mean Girls last night. I say that because they, you yeah. know, they got that bus thing. Yeah, we watched Mean Girls. Uh, Matt, have you watched that recently? I have. Yeah, it's, it's you, one of my daughter's favorite movies. Speaking of is. things that she watches with swears in it. Yeah, there's a lot of swears <laughs> in that. Yeah. Um, uh, I was full of angst. I had not seen it since it came out, and I, I, admit, I admit that I, I was tense and not really enjoying the first maybe hour, and then I liked it. I know that sounds yeah, weird, but I love it. I love Mean Girls, and I love the Mean Girls musical, which is uh, yeah, which was supposed to be oh. in L.A. this this spring, and then they had to cancel the tour. But. I'm wondering, Matt, as I was watching Mean Girls last night, I was wondering uh, because of the success of Hamilton and the fact that we cannot leave <laughs> our houses. Yeah, uh, will Mean Girls be the next one uh, that uh, they possibly will show? Baron, Baron says no. <laughs> Baron's got some other ideas. Oh, will it be the next one they possibly show? I thought you meant next hit as big as Hamilton. Um, uh, no. no. <laughs> Does Disney own Mean Girls? No, it's Paramount. Um, but, uh, but, but I uh, just mean the idea of a streaming musical. Right. Like of, the, of the next thing they'll try to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that would maybe be a good one. I don't know what the rights are like, but uh, that would have been a good thing to put on Peacock since it's a. A Tina, <laughs> a Tina Fey joint. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, maybe uh, they will. Maybe that'll be, uh, you know, as we get uh, if this thing lasts into the spring of next year, you know, maybe around Christmas, somebody will put out another, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tent pole sort of thing. To get I hope they to do. Subscribe. I would love to be able to watch the, the musical of it uh, over and over again because it's uh, I love the 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 score the book whatever you call the music part of a musical i'm not, that is, not super uh, uh, musicals don't work like that anymore <laughs> i'm sorry as a musical a fan of musicals and a fan of movies the movie musical is a very hard thing to pull off and and then filming a a, a play and then putting it on tv yeah is another very hard thing I agree. to pull off it's hard to get the feeling of I'm in the space. So what do you know how, what do you like? What do you like on that? Like what, what, what do you think works? Cause I have uh, strong opinions too. (laughs) In which, in which sense? Like what, what, what can you think of a movie musical that you think actually kind of got it right? Chicago. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'll agree with that. And it's because it's because we as movie consumers today are obsessed with verisimilitude we we are obsessed with painstakingly accurate recreations of this era and you see the she's wearing a bustle you know <laughs> that guy's actually a slave now you know like they're so into recreating the era yeah. that it's hard for anyone to believe people just suddenly singing and dancing because it's not mm. realistic yeah. and we're we've made movies so realistic that it's hard to pull that off, but Chicago pulls it off, making it the fantasy of this woman right. who's going through this real thing. So it kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like she's schizophrenic. That makes it make mm-hmm. sense. And it makes sense for that character too. Mm. That's a great point. Yeah. I, I always think it's a mistake. Like I, I didn't like that Les Mis movie because it looked too like gritty and it's like, it's a musical. Stop trying to make it look like it would really have looked. But the time was gritty. see, to me, I a hundred percent disagree with you in that. I thought it captured exactly the way it's supposed to capture it. 
I, I feel I, like because the, because it's a musical and and people singing in the middle of a story takes you out of the reality, then the look of it should also be somewhat heightened and not so real. I have uh, you seen Jimmy? <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this question. Have you by chance any seen uh, seen the uh, Les Mis uh, Dreamcast staged reading recording uh, or the 25th anniversary Les Mis? Uh, stage reading recording. I, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, weirdo close camera guy. Um, I, uh, in fact, uh, uh, PBS was just playing the 25th anniversary just yesterday. Uh, so, uh, or was it Saturday? Uh, where, so I watched a little bit of that and got uh, drawn. Uh, what I thought was going to be, hey, I'll watch this one song. An hour and 10 minutes later, I was like, hey, you were on your way out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yes, I've watched that with the young Jonas brother, and um, uh, oh, oh my yeah, goodness, the Jonas brother. Oh, they redid. Sorry, for the, I'm talking. There's one from like the 80s or the 90s. It's like the first one they did, but those versions of it are pretty interesting because Les Mis is almost like an opera. Like you actually don't right. need all the stuff. Someone standing and delivering, if you're into it, is kind of effective. This like it's really hard for me to be like that's Hugh Jackman. It's just really hard for me to be like Hugh Jackman singing in a set. It's really hard for me to not look it, at the movie and think But it was that. Hugh Jackman with nice mutton chops. <laughs> That's uh, true. The uh, I was all in on Les Mis. I know I'm in the minority, but I loved it. And uh, Minority is one of the most successful musicals of, in history. Yeah, but everybody I, bitches <laughs> about it. Everybody whines about it. Everybody's got a complaint. They, uh, they all secretly love it. Liars. At <laughs> uh, least loved it, right, Matt? Not the movie, no. She loves the show. Then, and I think, like what you're saying, a lot of the people, a lot of people who uh, love the show a lot, d- couldn't get into the movie. Um, but I think that's always going to happen. It's like it's like the same issue as when you love a book and then you see the movie. If, if it doesn't match up with what your brain did with it, especially like a lot of people experienced Les Mis the way a lot of people experienced Hamilton up until this point, which is only listening to the cast recording. So they painted a whole picture in their mind of what it was. I know that's what my wife did is like, she just listened to it nonstop as a kid, the Les Mis cast recording. And then, so any version that she's looking at is going to be a bit of a weird, like, Oh wait, I have to adjust from what my brain had the picture. My brain had painted. Baron, to your point, Matt, not that I just ignored everything you just said, uh, <laughs> but uh, I get it. Um, Baron, what, what is your favorite musical then as a guy who loves the musical? Um, I mean, I have a lot of different ones, but I think if if I had to name one, it's probably Sweeney Todd by yes. uh, Sondheim. Boy, that Stephen is so Sondheim. many people's uh, favorite. My, that's my manager's favorite musical of all time, too. Did we just have a guest on as well that that was their favorite? Yeah, that's Sweeney sounds familiar. Todd. I don't remember I want to say that. You got upset, uh, Elliot? No, no, no. I was very. I was upset. There's something else. There's a building management thing that's happening in the corner of my eye that I got upset. <laughs> All right. Well, we can see you when you have those weird reactions. I, I understand that, and uh, unfortunately, no. But I was very happy about hearing about Sweeney Todd, and I was actually going to ask, uh, what did you think of the um, what was it, the PBS Great Performances or whatever with Angela Lansbury that they had yes, in yes. the '80s? That was the Los Angeles cast of Sweeney Todd with Angela Lansbury reprising her Broadway role as Mrs. Lovett. Uh, and it also had George Hearn in the role of Sweeney Todd, who mm. was the second Sweeney to Lynn Carew, who was the first. Wow. And you know, the thing is, Elliot. Um, <laughs> Damn. Look I, out, guys. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Can, can I just interrupt and say this? That it. Just the last four minutes of the show alone, it's insane that Baron Vaughn has not been on our show <laughs> <I know. laughs> until today. Ridiculous. I mean, Ridiculous. it's fucking 
ridiculous that you haven't been on our show. I've been on Broadway. I'm, I'm, I went to theater school. Nobody needs to hear your okay. fucking credentials. My point is, you <laughs> fit in with our bullshit. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Wait, what? You, what were you on? When were you on? Yes, Broadway? of course. Go, go uh, Of course, we care about that. Uh, I was right. Out, I was right out of college. Right out of theater school. Uh, I was cast in a show called Drowning Crow. It was um, a adaptation of che- Chekhov's The Seagull uh, that was done at the Manhattan Theater Club. They had just opened their own Broadway space called the Biltmore that year. Um, I went to Boston University for, for theater, and then I ended up going to the Williamstown Theater Festival, which is in Western Mass. Great theater festival. Will theater exist ever again? Of course it will. <laughs> Same with stand-up. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, in this weird sense, almost kind of happy that this pandemic is putting comedy clubs out of business because the thing about comedy clubs is stand-ups don't need comedy clubs. Comedy clubs need stand-ups. Well, you know what? I've been saying that for years, and the fact that we are the... Uh, and, and by the way, not all comedy clubs. There are there are uh, a dozen in this country that do it right and treat the comedians right, but yes, there are a lot of other a ones. Dozen that, out of hundreds, <laughs> out of hundreds, and, and the rest of them treat like you're in the way of somebody getting their steak. Fuck off! <laughs> We're, the whole reason that this comedy club is open today is because of the three guys about to perform, or any of the three people, the three men or women that are about to perform. Don't act like we're the incidental part to your business. Absolutely. And, and so I think uh, this. You're right. This may be a wake up call to that, Baron. And well, I uh, think again, it's this is not change for... the industry. I think in a good way. You know, I think that the the people that you're talking about, the dozen comedy clubs that you're talking about that treat people well, comedians will support them in putting their stuff back together. Yes, because we want to work with them and we want to play their space. And then the people and us that are going to lead the way in reconstructing how the comedy club industry happens. I feel like there's a lot of bad managers and and owners that I'm happy are going to be out of business in, in cities that I love to go to. But I don't like that place. And then suddenly that's a city where the comedians in that city will get to kind of have a say in how things could come back together. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, and I, uh, I 100 percent agree with you. And by the time that all happens, I would have had retired. So it's going to be many, many years. In the, in the You'll never future. retire. Uh, I, can, I, I, I think I might be already. I think I'm just uh, uh, pretending to be in this business. Um <laughs> The existential Jimmy. That's my favorite. <laughs> Secretly existential Jimmy. You're welcome. Uh, glad I could bring him out for you. Uh, Baron, yes. uh, going back to the musical, um, mm-hmm. what, uh, hang on, I had a question and then you went off on uh, hatred of uh, the comedy club format. Um, <laughs> what the heck was I going to ask? Uh, uh, was about Sweeney Todd? No, I, I, uh, I know that's your favorite, but it's, it, it doesn't even make my top six. It was something uh, about uh, <laughs> it was making top six. Okay. Yeah. So that's a very specific uh, where landing spot for it. Now I really uh, want to know. Oh, you know what top. I did? This is, oh. uh, this is it. And it's, it's so not important. Uh, but uh, you know, YouTube uh, over the weekend had that, uh, they, uh, they streamed that uh, Bernadette Peters concert from several years ago uh, oh. to raise money for Broadway cares um, to, you know, help out uh, out of work actors and, and, and people working in the, in on Broadway that uh, need some help at the moment. And so I watched the, uh, the Bernadette Peters uh, special. And she, of course, she sang several songs from Les Mis. Uh, Sondheim was mm. in the audience. And it was, oh. it was great. It was great. Uh, oh, that's great, really cool. Uh, She's great. Oh, boy, is she good. And Sunday in the Park is that's also like a brilliant piece of work. Um, agreed. And as I've uh, said many times, Baron, and my wife is well aware of this. In fact, she posted about it on Facebook. I would leave my wife for Bernadette Peters. <laughs> and um, uh, even today, 72 year old Bernie Peters has a. Uh, is she 72? 72 years old, Bernadette Peters. What? 
Yeah. 1948. Doesn't that make her 72? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Long uh, time since the jerk. Uh, <laughs> well, not not last night. That concert was on. <laughs> hey. And, uh, I can't hear how loud I'm laughing with these headphones. <laughs> oh, it's, it's loud, but appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, right, let me get, here's did you go- watch Mozart in the Jungle, Jimmy? Or Mozart in the Jungle? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? I didn't. I got to think about that kid. I'm not a big fan of uh, who? Uh, is it Schwartzman. Is that uh, who that is? Oh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He's I, not really in it, so you don't have to worry about him. Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was a star of that thing. No, no. That's it's Gael Garcia Bernal. And that dude is a true talent. That well, guy is incredible. Incredible. So you love you love this Mozart in the Jungle. I thought it was pretty good. It's actually done by theater people in New York, too. This guy, Alex Timbers, was a big executive on it. He was uh, uh, there was a show called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. that He created also Peter and the Star Catcher, I think, was a big show that he did too. a couple Broadway plays. Um, and he ha- he is a big part of and a lot of the writers are like New York playwrights. There's a lot of New York theater actors that I people I know that I keep seeing on that show that I'm like, oh, my God, you know, you might you might enjoy it. I think it's really well done. Um I have certain problems with it, but that's, I'm a different person than you. So yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Last I checked. Last I checked. Um, I like that show Glee. Boy, oh boy, did I get into that. <laughs> oh. I'm 100% kidding. 100% kidding. Okay. Uh, that Leah Michelle seems like a delight. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, Everybody says she's great to work with. Matt, no question about it. Uh, uh, I've spoken uh, many times about my encounter with Eric Conan and uh, thumbs down. Um, Matt, what was the name of the show that we always that I always forget the title of where the guy's uh, sleeping in the sound booth? Yes, was it Rise or what the hell was that show? Was called? it Rise? No, it was something like that. The Rise Up with or- a Z. No, or Karen, help us out. It was it was it was actually produced by uh, Jeffrey Sellers, who produced Hamilton. It was a it was an NBC one hour drama about a high school producing Spring Awakening. Yeah, it's Rise. You got it right. Rise. Oh, Rise. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And it like I like this was at the height of Baron. Just so just a quick thumbnail sketch. I've always I've mostly hated musicals most of my whole life, but mm-hmm. uh, like the true sucker I am, I got totally swept up by Hamilton, and then I got all into other musicals because of Hamilton. And so, uh, <laughs> so then I uh, so then I was like, I got to watch this show. It's about uh, a high school uh, production of a of a musical. It's going to be great. And nope. it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> it was unwatchable. I also Spring don't like Spring Awakenings. Awakenings. I don't like, I'm not a fan of that play. It, so. That was the weirdest choice for that show to do. Like of all the things, I know it was based on a book or whatever, but um, the, the a play. Well, the, the TV show was based on a book. Um, oh, the TV show is based on a book. Yeah, yeah. TV show is based on a book about people doing a musical uh, based on a play. play. Yeah, it's very deep. Okay. Very deep. Uh, yeah, but it just, it's so, it was like, how did they think that a, a network like television audience was going to get into this very obscure thing. You know, what was almost a good show was smash. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. In fact, I just watched the, uh, I watched the reunion uh, where they, uh, they just got together and put the, uh, you know, I'm sorry. They just aired the one night only of the bombshell musical that was done in smash. Wow. uh, I dropped off after the first season. I felt like it fell apart. Oh no, it gets better. It got, it got even better about that. Okay. All right. It it was great. We'll see. Uh, it was uh, it was it, look, it was it was a hate watch for the first season. <laughs> but then I but then I very much got into it and uh, I owned the soundtracks or the I guess it's a soundtrack because it was a film and television. It wasn't an original cast recording. Um, but 
Sorry, you said hate watch, and I just imagined a, a, a wristwatch that's a swastika. <laughs> so uh, I, I also have that. Uh-huh. I was just kind of like, it's like, oh, it's two o'clock by the hate watch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's time for anti-Semitism. <laughs> so what are we doing? Are we playing a game? Yes, Baron. If you'll stop fucking talking about your uh, resume. I just... I love talking to you guys. Come on. Uh, Can I just really, really quick? Because I don't, I can't believe we've never talked about this, Baron. But I grew up in yeah. Western Massachusetts, so I went to the, oh. I went to the Williamstown Theater Festival every summer uh, to see like Chekhov and stuff that I didn't understand. And uh, did you ever see Three Penny Opera with Jesse L. Martin from Rent? No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. That might have been after my time. Um, a little, oh, all little, right, little older than you. If, yeah, but I did, I, I did see, uh, I saw, I saw Rob Lowe in. Uh, What's it called? Three women? Is that what it's called? Three sisters? Three sisters. Three, three sisters, yeah. Dang! Rob yeah. Lowe? Rob Lowe and mm. three sisters. You haven't lived until you've seen that happen. <laughs> I've seen a video with imagine. him and three sisters. Oh! <laughs> 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 Woof! Oh, the headphones had to come off. That's how, that's how excited I was about that joke. People forgot about that whole thing. Yeah, they seem to forget it's a lot weird. about Rob Lowe. Yeah, they he's really so, did. They he's didn't. so pretty, we give him a free pass on everything, apparently. We... I remember uh, that. I watched SNL at the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hang on, re- real fast. I hate to do this, but uh, I- I'm not sure if Oliver's still on his break, but uh, I want Oliver to do his favorite Jesse L. Martin line from Rent. Uh, oh, here it comes. I would love uh, to hear that. Yes. All right, hang on. <laughs> Oliver! Oh, the point, Matt, was that I was in Oliver, quick enough, Father needs you. Oh, you were? Okay, cool. Uh, and were, were, you like, were you like 21 Dude, years I old? I want you to do. I was your, right out of college. Your so favorite I was like line in from the back, 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 backity background. Nice. I, I hate to hold on. You. I want to hear Oliver's. All right, hang on. I want to is... hear Oliver's Jonathan Larson. Over. And again, I apologize for uh, like, uh, hey, here's my kid to put on a little skit for you. I, I <laughs> no, apologize no, just for apologize that. to me. Apologize to him. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> You're uh, turning him into a comic little by little. That'll be in uh, family therapy that that apology comes. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> all right, here, here it comes. Yeah. Huh, a marijuana. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is. It is so that, and I love Jesse L. Martin in that role. I love him in the movie. I love him in the play. I love him, but that line just is so cringe. It, it's it, oh, it's everything about the the it, the delivery, the the line, the direction. It all doesn't work for us. <laughs> That was amazing. The way he just came into frame to do that was so perfect. And was it great? It was. It was very show shows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm the new Sid Caesar. Uh, That's what I I heard. Meaning I'm very strong. Um, (laughs) You're Sid Caesar, Matt Matt Caesar Romero. We got a couple of jokers over here. Yeah. I love it. I like the uh, I like the before and after uh, Wheel of Fortune style. Sid Caesar Romero. Um, all right. Hey, here's your question. Here is oh, your yeah. question. What's my question? And we're writing uh, down so, the answer. I don't know. So I, everybody write down their answer. You don't reveal it until I ask okay. you. Uh, here is your question. I press question. Here it comes. Nope. I'm not going to allow this question. Oh, Matt, I can't. Just I read, can't it read, read it for fun. Read it for fun. This is not the question. This is not right. the question. Who won the first American Idol? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, so that's nope. Justin Warini. <laughs> Everybody knows that. All right. You know what? Uh, I may have to. Uh, okay, here we go. Next question. Ready? Yep. All right. Uh, wait, what happened? How do I? All right. Answer. All right. Refresh. Wait, you just saw Pop, the oh. Wait, what the fuck is going on? Why? Is it just one question? <laughs> you only <Okay>. get one. <laughs> it just randomized. This guy one made a whole website for one trivia question. We, Hang on a second. we write down the answer for this question? Because everyone wagered something different. 
I think we might all know the answer. So it's just I actually I actually don't. So oh. Elliot doesn't know the answer. Oh, so you don't the most. Nope. Wins. Don't tell. Let's just play it. Let's just play it, baby. <laughs> all right. Oh. No, but there's no fun there. There's no conversation to be had. Well, well, can you, okay, well, can, you down an can you make anyway. it can you make it generate another one or are you here's the problem apparently I can't make it generate another one in that category now I saw Fantasia do the color purple on Broadway and, and? holy shit she was incredible wow. you liked it I was the original Broadway cast of the color purple I was the reader and I mean that I saw hundreds of people audition for the Broadway cast of what Color Purple. Shit? And I was the guy when they came into the audition sitting in the chair with the script. Really? It was one of the best things that has ever happened. It's because I'm a comic and I'm, and I'm like a theater trained guy. So this director loved me because every every scene was like six act six different characters so i would do different voices and stuff. <laughs> i was just basically doing my snl audition every single day uh-huh. and it kept them awake they're like get that guy he like is funny <laughs> he keeps us awake but wow. i got to see like man i got to see this woman come in from the south who was just some woman who sang at a church who went to like a regional audition because color purple started at this theater in, in atlanta she came up to new york i got to see this woman who has never done professional theater sitting in the lobby after her audition, a casting director come over to her and be like, they want to cast you in the show and her just fall to her knees and <laughs> sob. And I was like, are you they just, I just, I just watched a woman's life change. Yeah. This is some random woman from Georgia, not even from the city of Atlanta, who's about to be on Broadway. And I was oh like, my God. this is, I can never forget. I'm getting chills just remembering like her be like, oh, God, and her, <laughs> her, her knees. And then later seeing her audition, I was like, oh, my God, she got a teeth done. She got a tits done. She got a hips done. No, I really she didn't. She didn't really do all that. But it's a good joke. <laughs> uh, all right. Baron, all right. So I'm, I'm going to go back to trivia. That that's was amazing. Uh, See, you took your glasses off. That's how I know it's a good story. <laughs> that's what, well, and that's what trivia is about. It's about conversation. They were able to bring it up because of the American Idol. If that didn't come up, we don't hear, uh, Fantasia doesn't come up. We don't hear that story. Oh, you're right. You're uh, right. All right, here we go. A topic is, uh, I don't understand this website. Apparently, uh, there's just one per category. One question. Well, Wait, I, what I, I will I tell you it? that I, I went the, to the site and I tried a question and I got the same question. I have not looked at the answer, but I, huh. I can confirm that there's just it's not just you on your computer somehow. Uh, OK, well, let's just use a new category. We can just, we can rebet. All right. Well, yeah. let's, re, let's rebet. Let's go to movies. Okay. Movies. Right. OK, movie. And, and, and to everybody's point, no matter what this question is, if it's what's the movie about the shark? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Deep Blue Sea, obviously. obviously Deep Blue sea. Uh, <laughs> it's the Meg. The Meg? Yeah. 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 I've uh, seen them both. Right, so we're going with movies. Here's your question. Everybody everybody have your new bed in? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, and again, I, I, I hope I say that guy's name right, uh, Jeff Cater, because I am going to give him a talking to. <laughs> you don't have to cater your pronunciation my, to his name. Barry, <laughs> if I may, my 12-year-old son writes better questions than this dickhead. <laughs> This is, is this it, is a beautiful website. I like the format. I like the way that it all uh, moves. And uh, are you take? Are you insulted by how easy the questions are? Is that what's happening? I was insulted by that American Idol question. Yes, I was, sir. All right. Mm. Well, what's the new one? Uh, by the way, Elliot, the answer was Kelly Clarkson. The answer. Was I Kelly would have actually Clarkson. got it right. That was my guess. So. Yes, of course you would have got it right because it's the easiest goddamn question in the history of trivia. So just just so that the the, the author of that knows, even this guy who does not watch American Idol, doesn't care about American Idol, did not think he knew the answer, 
would have gotten it right. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, and I hope I'm saying, I hope it's not pronounced Cater. I hope we're saying it wrong. I want this guy to have nightmares. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Uh, here's your question. Yeah. Char- I, this is a nice question. Charlie Chaplin. I, uh, all I could do, by the way, maybe this is the easiest question in the world. It's not to me. Uh, so I will now apologize to Jeff. I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, this guy gets it. This is a guy that understands <laughs> He's a guy that understands websites. Uh, Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body? Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body? Ooh. That's a all right. So question. say it, uh, write it down. Don't say it until I come to you. Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body? Hmm. That's a wow. interesting question. It is, isn't it? Question. That is a... That's, I, I've, got a, I've got an answer, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I've got an answer, too. But when, I, when you say Charlie Chaplin, I'm really thinking of Robert Downey Jr. So. <laughs> uh, man, oh, man. I, I wrote down my answer. I wrote it down, and I'm sticking with it. Uh, all right, before we go around the horn, though, uh, let's take another break. Uh, Baron Vaughn is here. We're thrilled that he's here. It's ridiculous. I mean this sincerely. I'm giddy. I'm giddy on how uh, <laughs> about having Baron Vaughn here. And the, it's ridiculous that it's taken the, a pandemic to get on the program. I'm sticking <laughs> by it. As my by. son says, uh, as my son says, pandemic. Well, Baron, he's not pronouncing that right. Pandemic. Come on, man. You're going to have to talk to these kids. That's not going to fly. <laughs> I know. Is that the, uh, that's the th- uh, almost three-year-old? Yes. Wait, wait, it was almost three or almost two. I apologize. Almost that. three. Almost three. Are you, Baron, you don't have to say this uh, on a public forum. Uh, uh, are you comfortable saying your children's names? Yes. The oldest one is named Savion. Savion. Love it. Um, like Glover, right? Uh-huh. The other people know I'm talking about. And the youngest one is named Jaiman, like Hansu. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Star of Amistad and Blood Diamond, who is in both Shazam and Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, right that's a, that is a here. weird DC Marvel crossover. There's mm-hmm. how many people do that? How many? How many? Uh, that's a good trivia question. Didn't, didn't Brolin do a DC movie? Yeah, before Brolin did both. But but well, Brolin but, was in uh, he was in the X-Men. He played Cable, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. In uh, in Deadpool, which is Marvel, but not MC. Oh, that's right. Right. Deadpool. Because I always forget that Deadpool's in, technically in the X-Men. In universe, the X-Men right? universe. Yeah, yeah. But 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 how many how many actors are in both technically Captain Marvel movies? Am I getting that right? Yes, exactly. Shazam is Captain in, Marvel. Shazam was originally Captain Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. Jaiman Hansu is the weird connection. <laughs> He's the connection, yeah. Right. I remember Lawrence Fishburne telling me, he, first of all, he likes to be called Larry. But um, <laughs> he told me, uh, no, actually on the set of Blackish, I got to do a thing about on Blackish and Loretta Devine played my mom in the in the episodes that I was on. And Loretta Devine is, was in one of my favorite musicals. Dream Girls, which also the original um, Effie, Oscar-winning Jennifer Hudson, was played by Jennifer Holiday, right? But before Jennifer Holiday, it was Jennifer Lewis, who oh, was also the, now on Blackish. I did not know that. That's cool. now they. It's no bad blood or anything like that. But Loretta Devine got. To, I, she told me this thing because theater people in the 80s in new york especially broadway people it sounds a lot like what stand-up comedy was it's like when you were between jobs you did a cabaret show because i'm telling you i walked into the set 
And I was doing whatever the heck I was doing. I was over at the chairs. And then I hear Jennifer Lewis's voice at a distance. And I hear her going, ah, ha, ha, ha. and I hear an audience <laughs> go, ah, ha, ha, ha. So I'm like, what's going on? Is someone performing stand-up? It sounded like, <laughs> it sounded like I'm in the green room and the audience is happy that Jimmy just got off the stage. Like it, it was like that raucous of an applause. And so, um, Nobody. Okay, I was just doing a dumb joke. No, no, I, I, I did a take to the camera. It was a very, it was hurtful. Oh, that it, was, it was hurtful. Um, I've never seen. Actually, your one of your sets on one of your TV sets is one of my favorite TV sets of all time. But it, we don't have to talk about that. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's circle back here. Uh, <laughs> Jenny Lewis can wait. Jenny Lewis can wait. Which which one are we talking about, Baron? Um. Craig Ferguson. I yeah, thank say. you. I don't disagree with you. That was a that was. Were uh, you only on Craig Ferguson once? I did Craig Ferguson one time. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's literally one of my favorite late night sets. Thank you very it's, much. It's the reason that when they approached me, I was like, you know, if if Jimmy could work. <laughs> it's, well, thank you. You're welcome. No, no, no. I'm joking. Uh, no, I liked your set, and I remember thinking it sounded like a real show, and I was like, "That's I've never seen that on a TV set." Thank I, uh, thank you. I was very, uh, I was happy. Other than uh, when I moved over to and did panel stuff on Conan, uh, I felt that that uh, Ferguson set captured me better than any other of my TV mm. spots. So, uh, so I thank you for the nice words. Uh, but you were saying something about Jennifer Lewis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But. <laughs> I felt insecure that I insulted you and nobody laughed. But no, again, I did a take to the camera. I did a take. It is a, it is a take, but I wasn't looking. Um, <laughs> and you got a take on me. So anyway, um, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I am, I am going to ignore that one. Uh-huh. So Loretta Devine was telling me that your name was built on these cabaret shows. like Because there were always these composers of musicals who loved writing songs for people. They want to write songs. They want to write songs that might turn into a new show. They love Jennifer Lewis. So it's like, you know, she's hooking up with like Mark Shaman, which by the way, Jimmy Pardo, this is a nice little fun piece of trivia. I'm listening. Remember that HBO one night stand and that synth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Shaman composed that. Mark Shaman, the composer of Hairspray. Yeah. Because Mark Shaman was the piano player at the original improv. Isn't that something? Oh, wow. In New York's. So whenever you see like that old Bette Midler at the improv, yeah, it's, yeah. Mark, it's Mark Shaman on the, on the piano. Wow. All right. So anyway, <laughs> the guy that taught the South Park guys. All right. So, <laughs> so Loretta Dwine is like, Jennifer Lewis had the show. Like she was so funny. And it's like, she was telling me, it's like storytelling and songs, sometimes from shows, sometimes that are original and you have your little orchestra. It's like Mark Shaman or John McDaniel or whoever the hell is doing the thing at that time. And so that's how you created your, mythos in new york and she was just like jennifer had the show like she could not do a play because her cabaret runs were always so successful that she was always like financially supported and i was like that's amazing because i never heard of anything like that now broadway people put out albums but they don't do like i don't feel like i don't i never heard about cabaret shows like what she talked about and i might be fully incorrect about you know that being something that people did in the last couple of years but wanted to share that story i went nowhere uh, yes jimmy it's uh no i love it and and, and uh, to your point about dream girls I, uh, I every year i post a tweet about uh it's always a reminder to uh, look at this clip of the greatest musical thing in the world or whatever i however i worded and it's the clip of uh, jennifer holiday uh doing that uh, and i'm telling you uh Ooh. 
man that clip is just i mean it gives you chills and tears it gives you everything you're looking for and uh and jennifer hudson in the movie too nails that thing Um, yeah as a reminder guys i was in that movie all right we'll be back right after this Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Baron Vaughn is on Twitter at, and also Instagram at Bar Von Black. That's B-A-R-V-O-N-B-L-A-Q. Uh, follow him there uh, for jokes and pics and good stuff like that. Also, you'll see him talking about The Great Debate, which is on Sci-Fi. Uh, check it out. You can actually, I think, watch episodes on their website, even if you don't have cable. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure you can. And there might be some clips on YouTube. So check out The Great Debate. I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I thought it's really funny and fun. Lots of fun comedians that you probably know and love are on that show. So check it out. Like, um, who did I just see on there? Oh, yeah, Jonah Ray was on uh, the first episode. So that's fun. Also, check out uh, a short film, or it's actually a, a horror anthology on Shudder. If you have Shudder, check out Scare Package. Uh, Baron is in one of the uh, little short films in Scare Package. And uh, he said, uh, you should check that out. So a lot of uh, horror people are enjoying that. So if you're a Shutter subscriber, check out Scare Package. Also, uh, check out uh, Baron has two albums on my record label, AST Records, Raised by Cable and Black Sustential Crisis. You can get those wherever you get albums, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify, or uh, you may even hear clips of it on SiriusXM if you listen to the comedy channels there. So check out Baron wherever he may appear. You will enjoy that. Jimmy Pardo is going to be on Twitter, as he always is. He's going to be on there because he's uh, addicted to it. He's on there at Jimmy Pardo. Uh, Garen is at my name is Garen. Elliot is at Elliot Hochberg. And uh, the show is at Never Not Funny. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Never Not Funny. And of course, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Never Not Funny. Subscribe to that and click the bell for notifications and you'll get clips of every episode. Plus, Jimmy's Records and Tapes. Enjoy. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling. What do we, we got? What we got? A hat, shirts. We got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy, all because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. It's super easy to set a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us. And That's I. True. Uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. Yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why is that a thing? <laughs> well, if, if it's if it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too. I We've had hats. That. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Matt Belknap, I want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter. 
Zip, zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address, web address <laughs> to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, you, uh, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all this. There's, there's, a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, Something's gone. <laughs> well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. Yeah, manager. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, why he needs an assistant. Uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2620. Baron Vaughn is with us. He's got this new show over on Sci-Fi called The Great Debate. He told us what that was all about early in the program. If you missed that, rewind, circle back, revisit. Uh, lots of good stuff with uh, Baron so far. I, I can't imagine that's going to come to a screeching halt. Uh, well, <laughs> it actually is because I'm about to uh, talk to Garen. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody and get everybody's uh, trivia answer. Let's check in with uh, Garen Cockerley. He's over there at the Never Not Funny Weather Desk, sponsored by PopCultureBeats.com. Uh, Garen, uh, first of all, what's the weather in Van Nuys right now? Let's talk about that. Let me hit the refresh button on the uh, the website here. Uh, Jimmy, right. in uh, Sherman Oaks slash Van Nuys, California, it is 84 degrees and sunny. 84? Is that, that's it, huh? Yeah. Seems much hotter here at my house. And, uh, well, I'm wrong. It's 79 degrees here. Um, everybody, uh, yeah, look that up. See how everybody's feeling. Uh, <laughs> Baron, where, where are you right now? Where are you at? Um, I'm in a neighborhood that's, well, it's kind of, it's technically El Sereno. Do you know that <laughs> neighborhood don't. at all? I don't. I don't. So if you uh, think of in your mind as two sides of a string, one ending at Highland Park, the other ending at South Pasadena, betwixt the twain, I say to Vain, that is where my body <laughs> remains. <laughs> well. Thank you. Nipsey Russell's our guest. We're throw the Nipsey Russell. Um, Shakespearean Nipsey Russell. Yeah, Shakespearean Nipsey Russell. <laughs> um, wonderful. Uh, so that is, it's a, is that... Is that a cooler or hotter? Is that considered the valley? Or it's kind of in a weird little uh, pocket where, there, where, right? Where I am? Yeah. It's east side LA. You know, we're kind of not far from, like, we're like five minutes from Highland Park, five minutes from South Pasadena. I go get my groceries in Alhambra. You know, so it's like we're kind of that area. We're not far from downtown. Um, it's not, this is not, a, I think some people think this is an up and coming neighborhood. I don't know. But uh it's i have a weird theory about the heat <laughs> okay it's on um I'm just, it's on it's on the street yeah <laughs> garen doesn't know that me and my grandmother used to take road trips from las vegas to albuquerque new mexico all the time and we had one tape and the tape was the beverly hills cop soundtrack <laughs> Holy so shit. i know every single song on that freaking oh soundtrack God. from front to back i can know all the lyrics and i could sing you every guitar and synth keyboard solo note nice. well four notes I, yeah. I i i think i speak for everybody prove yeah. it let's hear it <laughs> all right 
Then as a guitar, it comes in like scream. This is a song called Gratitude by Danny Elfman. Okay. Oingo Boingo Danny Elfman, not Pumpkin Skeleton King Danny Elfman. I, I, Baron, if I may. Danny Elfman singing. I think, if I may, I think we, I yes. think we all wanted the heat is on. I think that's what we all wanted. We I didn't want t- you to go to. Gravity. I would have settled. I would have. Is that Glenn? Is it Glenn Frey? That it was. Uh, Glenn Frey. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, 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 Tell me, can you feel it? Uh, Matt. Special edition. Very different up top, my brother. Baron Vaughn. So, all right, Garen, what happened over the weekend? You watch anything of import? Did you go on a walk? Did you get a hot dog? What'd you do? Uh, I watched. Um, I've been watching the Hunger Game movies again, which I don't remember a second of. <laughs> Hang on, I think Baron Vaughn may have just choked on his own vomit. I don't. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I took a drink of water. I wasn't expecting him to talk about Hunger Games. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that because was, he's not a 14 year old girl? Is that why? Aren't I though? Yeah, you, you are. You're, you're right, Garen. You are. At the end of the catfish is Garen. What were you saying? So I've been watching those, and then I watched Howl's Moving Castle, which is a Miyazaki oh, anime film. Beautiful. Yes. I adored it. First time I ever saw it, and I <gasps> loved every second of it. Great. Are those all on Disney Plus now? I forget. Mm hmm. Uh, they're on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Oh, HBO Max. Oh, HBO right. Max. Right, right. HBO Max. Got it. All the Studio Ghibli is right there. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yep. Sorry, Jimmy. We were talking about anime. Yep. I was I was near that conversation. <laughs> I my headphones didn't go out. I knew some noise was being made, and uh, but even my headphones go just just assume it's a dial tone. That's the best way to handle this. So you, you don't feel left out or uh, insulted, no matter what's happening. Um, Garen, what, uh, anything else or just that would you just uh, stay safe there in, uh, in the apartment all week? Uh, I've just been basically staying safe. I went to Target yesterday. From, boy. You know, I make that trip once a month. You went to that, the, the shithole one that, uh, that angered me the other day? No, I actually went to the one in Burbank and there was a line. Good. There should be. Running out, out the door. And one lady's like, I, I'm, excuse me, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm still in line, but I'm going to go over here for a second. And then she walks off and then they let us all in. And I'm looking around and, and she's in there. What? This lady showed somehow she got in ahead of all of us. How old of a lady are we talking about? Because she may have gone to the uh, the other line, which is for uh, compromised and older folks, I guess is the wording they're using. No, no. She was she was probably 40s, early 40s. I so see. she wasn't. She just snuck her way in somehow. It's like, I'll be right back. And then she. She's in there. She got dirty. You don't think she was compromised? No. No, no. I mean, she made some kind of a compromise. Morally, clearly. She yeah, morally. Line, but. morally. Right? She's a, a sneak. Garen, have cheek. you watched, uh, you know, Disney World opened uh, over the weekend. Did you watch any Oof. of the, the videos of people at the Disney World now? It's crazy. No, I, but there's videos of people who are horribly sick that are there like Great. sniffling and going to first aid and then there's the commercial have you seen the commercial the welcome home commercial oh my oh yeah I have. where they put the the, the music or the audio from the us trailer <laughs> they put it over that welcome home commercial oh, oh that's, that's funny. funny it's so good so funny 
I, Elise and I went down a rabbit hole over the weekend of just watching these videos of people going. It's, it's, it's I, at first it was like I just want to see what the crowd looks like, how how like how many people are in there, and it didn't look that bad. But then it's just like this guy was like, yeah, you know, I haven't seen any staff people like wiping anything down or spraying anything. And then he like went to one ride and he was like, how often are you sanitizing the the handrail? Like you know, it's like one of those rides where you have to hold on. And they were like, oh, once every two hours. I'm like, no, man not not yeah, good enough that's wow. that's fucking crazy it's totally crazy what are these people doing like history is gonna look back <laughs> on this and be like so uh here's some videos of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet wow. going to a theme park in a pandemic i gotta get down on those rides man don't judge me i, got, I gotta have my rides i gotta get a haircut and get on a ride and I, I get this it. is America. You don't tell me I can't do those two things. I, it's my God-given right to ride a fucking coaster. <laughs> a coaster of the roller variety. That's right. Thank you, Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just because I have a, I have a frosty drink over here that I'm looking at. Oh, what are you drinking? What are you enjoying? It doesn't matter, but I'm using a coaster. Using no, a just, coaster. <laughs> no circles on that wood at Baron's Glass of water. Um, that's incredible. Why are you watching these videos, though? Like, why? You just I, I, I was interested. Mortified. <laughs> I, I at first again. At first, it was just like we were both kind of like, I wonder what it's like at Disney World now that it's open. And so, and then like forty-five minutes later, we were like, Why are we still watching these videos? <laughs> but it, it's, my uh, you get my wormhole in. over the weekend was I uh, not weekend just yesterday was watching the Betsy DeVos interviews from the Sunday morning shows and just watching her flop around like a fish out of water doesn't know what to do or say but keeps a smile on her face and that condescending tone and oh, yeah. everything she's saying is is wrong not answering the question she's losing every discussion it, it fascinating so i did the same thing where it's like oh i watched this two and a half second uh, two and a half minute clip yeah. 45 minutes later i watched every version of it yeah youtube is, youtube is way too effective at just sucking you into their <laughs> their thrall yeah yeah. Boy, oh boy. And the best way to start there is Jimmy's Records and Tapes. You can see, of course, uh, <laughs> that series yeah. over there, as well as uh, various clips from Never Not Funny throughout the years. Binge yeah. all of season one right now. Yeah. Ah, Jimmy, Jimmy Pardo Ferguson. Put that in. Uh, put that in there and oh, enjoy it if you want to watch it. I believe, I believe it's a pretty, uh, I think it looks like somebody uploaded it from a VHS tape. It's pretty uh, <laughs> uh, pretty washed out. All right, Gary, give me your, uh, your uh, answer here, please, if you would. Uh... Uh, again, the question is Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body. And that, of course, comes to us from Jeff Cater, uh, who put together a great website with great questions. Boy, that's a great question. This guy gets it. I, I have an answer I'm pretty confident about, but I wanted to ask you first. Uh, there's a show I started watching. I don't know. Yes. Do you guys have HBO Max? Does anybody have it yet? I do. I, I have it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. There's a show on there called We're Here, which is about these three drag queens go to these small towns and oh, yeah. and put on drag shows and they use people in the town who are going through whatever issues. Oh, yeah? Wow. It is so good. It's funny. You're going to bawl your eyes out. It's uplifting. And it's there's one episode where they go to Branson, which I know we've talked about that place before. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking how, how mean people still are. Branson, Missouri, right? Yeah. And Oof. even in a in a showbiz town, it's right. it's it's a really good, uh, it's a great show to watch. And it's if called We're like Here. A, We're here, yeah. All right, I'm gonna, uh, I'll look that up. There's some yeah. language, so I don't know if you want. Well, Oliver listens to this. Right. I hope I'll be fine. But it's I a guess, it's think, a really good show. I think it's on HBO. Like I have HBO now, which I guess is supposed to convert. 
But mm. we're here, I think, is on that. I, still. I think you're right. Yeah, I think okay. it's HBO, but I'm watching on HBO Max. So. Uh, and I want to say for Matt and well, anybody who likes theater, there's a show I've been meaning to watch. It's called Legendary, and that's on HBO mm-hmm. Max. And that's like ballroom performers, like the people who are responsible oh. for what we know is voguing and all that. So like the people who and it's the most theatrical, insane dancing and I'm, I'm excited to watch it. So it's like, cool. it, it's a world that I'm still learning about. Yeah. You know, as many gay people as I know, I just never knew about <laughs> that stuff over there. And yeah. like, cause I know gay people are like, well, that's weird for me. And I'm like, you're judgmental. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you like, you're judgmental uh, to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's just like everybody else ignorant, but like the thing <laughs> is <laughs> everyone's equally ignorant. Anyway, Legendary. I'm going to watch it. That's cool. All right. Jamila's on that show. She's one of the judges. Oh, that's right. She is. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun show, too. That's good. Hey, Baron, did you happen, going back to Disney Plus, did you happen to watch Encore, that series? No, I have not. Oh. Oh. And Kendrick? Is that? Uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. But it is, uh, 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 she's in it for 10 seconds. Yeah. Very little Um, bell. It's really wonderful. It's, uh, you know, these very Mm. high school musicals by the cast. Sometimes uh, five years later, sometimes 40 years later, and they get Whoa. together, they reunite and they do their show again. And um, it's Whoa. really well done. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Good. Yeah, it's it's you get the same kind of vibes from we're here as you do as Encore with these people doing these huge artistic things again. And just how it just you can see in their faces how it changes them just from this one little thing. It's it's, it's it. crazy. Great. I got I got one more. It's a documentary, right. guys. Hold on, hold <laughs> young, on. Hold young on. at on. heart. Young at heart. Oh, okay. Uh, we do have another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I already played that one. Yeah, yep. we have. We have, 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 have a third like one. It. How about this one? Oh, that's very appropriate since we've we've we may have broken the record for Doc Talk this week. That's been a lot of Doc Talk. Amazing. Anyway, uh, Young at Heart. That's young at Heart. Book. Wrote it down. What's the premise? Well, it's basically everything that Garen was just saying, except it's at a I think it's like a, some kind of old folks home. I don't know if it's like a convalescent home, but it's like these very old people who a lot of them are sick. You know, and in the course of the film, they die and you you be sad. But it's like they do like choir chorus stuff and like do all these mm-hmm. pop songs. And it's just like connecting to the world. It's like people who don't really sing, but they come to life in the group setting. It's it's one of the most beautiful. I hate to say heartwarming, <laughs> but it's very, very heartwarming documentary. Nice. Great. Looking up. Young at heart. Where, where does it live? Uh, uh, streaming services? No Amazon? Idea. That sort of thing? I own it. Ugh. Oh, aren't you interesting? <laughs> On DVD. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Gary, this. give us your answer. Uh, I'm going with mustache. Going to go with the mustache. Wow. Yes. Oh, very specific. Mustache. Charlie scary. Chaplin, he insured something that he could accidentally shave off. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What insurance company would be like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, right? This is a, 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 an errant scissor snip would, uh, would cause them to go out of business. But I'm going to go with Lloyd's of London. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that would be the oh, one. It's definitely loads of, of London, yeah. That, that seemed to be a big thing in the early 20th century, just performers making a big PR stunt out of insuring their foot or whatever. <laughs> what yeah. Are, you know, my legs are worth $500,000. Hey, that's better than crotch shots. <laughs> it's the old version of crotch shots. Yeah, you're right. Did you hear they insured their crotch? Uh, that might be the answer here. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, 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 all right, let's right. check in. via Video Village. That's the Iron Dragon. That is Elliot Hochberg. Elliot, uh, everything safe there in uh, Palms, California? Uh, reasonably so. Uh, yeah, I would say so. We're, we're doing all right. There's no. Uh, there's no. No problems that I'm aware of. All right, good. Well, keep an eye on things. You know, uh, we're we're we, we're putting everything in your hands and palms. Oh dear, yeah, uh, Baron. Just so that you know, part of it is I'm a building manager. Part of it is I'm actually on the neighborhood council here. So uh, we you know, get get hay made out of that a little bit from time to time. Great. That's a term. Is, that's is, a term that is, comedy people use. Is Baron 97 years old? Why did that? Why did that just happen? <laughs> What did, oh, we make hay out of this sometimes. This is kind of kind of razzing that will happen on the program. I appreciate it. Why, uh, uh, Ellie, can you remind me what? I don't know why it says Iron Dragon on your thing this week. So, and I haven't found the story, but um, but I had been I had been stutteringly trying to tell a, a story about uh, supposedly one of my Selesnik ancestors and the reason why his last name was uh, was Selesnik. Uh, we were talking. I think it was. Um, Kira Sultanovich? Yeah. I think we talked I'm about it with right. her. Yep. And and she said, well, Selesnik, uh, or something like I she said Iron Dragon. Oh, got it. Okay. So so one of so my oh, boy. father's mother's last name is Selesnik, and apparently that that translates to Iron Dragon on some level. Mm, so in Russian. Yeah, would be Russian. So so wow. so that so that's in that's hey. Iron that's Dragon. Something. <laughs> I mean, I guess Selesnik is like David O. Selznick. Is that Selznick? That is, like that a, is a distant. That? that is a distant cousin. Yeah. I can't believe you're drilling deeper on this. Man. I really can't. I can't we were almost. We were. The, we were just so close to being able to drop this. You ready? Look, fracking <laughs> is very dangerous. Fracking is very dangerous. But you're gonna, yes, you're gonna like. This I don't. Fracking. I don't have any more details than that. So, so you're all. You can all relax. So I just know that. Yes, David O. Selznick is a distant cousin. Since we're since we're educating Baron on how the show works, Elliot has uh, wanted to let him know everything that's happening. Here's what happens when usually when Elliot says something that brings the conversation to a screeching halt. I'm fascinated. That is a joke. <laughs> so, I don't get it. Check out the walls and remember who the boss is. <laughs> You're getting iced. Yeah. Wow. Elliot, uh, I don't think that was fair that it was played, but uh, it's always <laughs> nice to hear that song. Um, <laughs> it's just a nice song. Elliot, do you have an answer for this? Uh, so I was trying to think of what is special about Charles Chaplin. Yeah. What is it that uh, if he lost it, it would change his career? Yes. So I wrote mustache. You wrote the same thing as Garen Cockrell. Yep. Uh, yep. The two and, of you are in cahoots today with the stash. I don't think so because then we'd have to split them. Oh, we didn't. Did you tell Baron that there's uh, money on the line? Oh yeah, there's money on the line. You get five bucks if uh, you win this thing, Baron. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in, so your Venmo account. Um, so if Garen and I correct, we we would both get two fifty at this point, depending on what everybody well, else. Well, depends on the on the, the betting. So yeah, it's depends all about the betting. You, you think you bet the same as him? It's I don't very know. possible. There's only twenty five to choose from. That's true. 
before before we, we leave me, I wanted to ask Baron, uh, since yes. he's doing a, a very highly nerd-based show. Yes. Uh, are you are you a D and D? Am I am I a D and D or into D and D? Am I a D and D myself? <laughs> Thank you, like, Are you I a dungeon, dungeon and or a dragon? I'm neither a dungeon nor a dragon. This guy. Uh, well, I'm clearly a dragon, as we know. Yeah. Yes, and I am dragon, Selesnik, like David O. Mm. Um, no relation to Sandra, but you know the thing is that yes, that's okay. the answer to the question. Sure. I'm into D and D. I grew awesome. up playing Dungeons and Dragons. We, we played. I played ghetto D and D. I grew up in a mostly black brown neighborhood in Las Vegas, Nevada. So basically ghetto D and D is Dungeons and Dragons, but only with about the dice. Like we don't do any of the role playing. We just like to throw dice because we're from <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> and we're like 10 sided dice, the money you could win. <laughs> 12 sided, I put it all on 11. <laughs> Love it. Baron Vaughn is here. He's got the program on Sci-Fi yeah. called The uh, the Great Debate. But let's go check in with Matt Belknap, get his answer on the uh, trivia question. Matt, yeah. what'd you go with? Uh, you know, now two people saying mustache is now making me think uh, that uh, they're onto something. But I just said face. I just said his face. Uh. <laughs> the moneymaker. You went yeah, with the moneymaker. Yeah, money moneymaker. I, I, you know, because oh, like really usually cool. it's, when you hear these stories, usually it's about a, a woman with uh, with great leg. Yeah, I think it was um, Mary Hart. Oh, wait, who was it? There were a few. I thought it was, uh, was Re- a lot of different Rita Hayworth or something. But Rita Hayworth. Yep. Um, There's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always like the legs or something really awful. Like they're really just completely objectifying the person. <laughs> so well, I was not necessarily. No, I think that if they're sometimes if they're dancers, they do that because yeah. uh, they, they would lose their career if something happened. Mm-hmm. To them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But am I wrong? Is it, it was more it was like equal equal parts insurance uh, and also a publicity. PR. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That. I never knew I mean, the PR sometimes. thing. That that makes sense. It just seems like why would that? Why would we still be talking about it if it weren't part of it? Was like, hey, this is going to be a great news story when people hear about well, this. Remember, there was only five news stories back in the day. Like <laughs> when somebody would insure their legs, it, it, you know, yeah. the president didn't do nine fucking wrong things that day to take that out of the news. It was, <laughs> right. you know, we talked about it for a week, you know, four years. It? By the way, I mean, my parents did, and my grandparents did. I was in the room while they discussed it. I wasn't talking about who insured their legs back in. You know, Speaking of presidents and legs, uh, FDR should have insured those legs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Imagine the payoff. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh, uh, I itched my nose. That's how much I enjoyed that joke. <laughs> uh, all right, Baron, give me your answer to this. Uh, this uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, this is a lot of really interesting information. I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, next time I come on the show, I'm definitely taking notes on everything. That oh, said. Baron, one and done, as far as I can tell. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Garen, that woman at Target who said, I'll, I'll just, I'll be right back. And she went in. That was called an Irish hello. Um, <laughs> Elliot. Uh, <laughs> yes, I played Dungeons and Dragons. I also played a superhero based role playing game called Champions and another nice. one called Rifts. Uh, and I played the Star Wars game uh-huh. as well. Um, Matt, off of what you said of people, well, first of all, both of you guessed mustache. I don't think he insured his mustache, otherwise Hitler wouldn't have stole it. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. And then um, Matt, you said the legs. Now, to what Jimmy said. No, no, no. Matt, Matt, Matt said the face. Oh, the but face. Yeah, my answer, oh. my answer to the question was face, yeah. Because you thought the legs are obvious, but you're wrong. Yeah. To Jimmy's point, this is an era we have to remember in which people who made movies were actually talented. <laughs> they actually had abilities like being able to sing or dance, right? And Charlie Chaplin was a damn genius who was 
a tremendous dancer and he was creating what a lot of us now know to be modern com like comedy today is because of people like him right right but the guy was a brilliant physical comedian Right. So off the thing about legs, people who are dancing, I was thinking it's got to be something in his legs. But let's not forget, this guy was a writer and a director and an editor. OK, he was doing everything. He was a producer. He was inventing things. And he really liked age and appropriate women. Right. So then he also <laughs> was trying to keep up with women that were horribly too young for him on top of being a dancer. OK. So I think he ensured the thing that he needs the most in both of those situations. Kelly Clarkson, no, his <laughs> knees, his knees. his knees, knees. Oh, his knees, wow. his knees. Very specific. Part of the leg. Could have said leg. Part of the leg. Part of the leg. I, probably the whole leg. But I just wanted to say the word knees. Yeah, it's, it's also really a yeah. fun word to say. Ah, uh, it's the. You know what? It's the bee's knees. That's how much fun it is to say it. Do you know my fun fact? My fun trivia about uh, Charlie Chaplin's last wife, Una. No, I don't know that. I've never spoken to you before. <laughs> her name was her name was Una O'Neill. Can you guess who her father was? Uh, Eugene O'Neill. Eugene O'Neill was the father of Charlie Chaplin's age-appropriate wife, <laughs> whom he disowned when she married Chaplin because he said it was wrong. Oh. Regardless, Chaplin and Una had a child named Geraldine, who, named Geraldine Chaplin, who's oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of my favorite latin language movies because she's grew up she married a colombian man i think she's one of my favorite horror films she had a daughter named una and she goes by una chaplin and if you were a fan of game of thrones you might remember her getting stabbed through the pregnant stomach oh wow in a yeah, very that's, famous episode of that's Game of right yeah i remember at the time being like whoa that's crazy she must be related to well I, I didn't i saw the name and i was like i wonder if she's related to charlie chaplin and then i looked it she up she is the granddaughter of charlie chaplin yeah she's um and great granddaughter of uh eugene o'neill wow what's wow. the guy now i can't remember the 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 starks she she married the not rob stark but the other stark no rob stark oh it is rob stark Yes, yeah. it's a red oh. wedding. Right, right, right. I don't red wedding. Oh, that's a chaplain. Her name's Una Chaplin. Yeah, interesting. She's married. She's named after her grandmother. That's crazy. And her grandfather. Yeah. So anyway, my answer was knees. Yeah. Knees. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you before I give my answer that I uh, wrote down mustache and crossed it out because I thought it was most ridiculous <laughs> answer. I that was my first thought was mustache. I didn't think anybody would be dumb enough to lock that in. <laughs> but I chose mustache and then got rid of it because it was a stupid answer. The dumbest of all time. Okay. Uh, I ended up going and I thought that this is kind of where Baron was going when he was talking about how uh, uh, Chaplin was, uh, you know, a director and a writer, a producer. He yeah. created things. So I went with brain that he insured his brain. Oh, I see. When he when Baron was saying that, I thought he was going to say his eyeballs because as a director. <laughs> oh, you, that's a good one, too. You need those eyeballs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find out what it is. Let me go to the uh, Never Not Trivia page. I press a button. Gives me the answer. None of us got it right. But we all, if uh, Baron's the closest, uh, uh, Elliot and Garen are not that far off. It was actually a beard stubble. Beard stubble. What the fuck? Wait, what? Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's um, <laughs> feet. He insured his feet. Ah. And that makes sense when you think about those yeah. uh, weird little waddle and all that bullshit. Well, that, that was the first thing I was going to say. I was like, it's got to be feet. Nah, that's dumb. 
Yeah. I did think that got, too because he's so famous for his physical comedy and his yeah. distinctive walk. But I was like, how, what part of the body is really responsible for his walk? It's not. And I, I thought the knees. I thought the I, knees. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I feel like I that's, think it's feet. But uh, I didn't think it. Dag nabbit. He's uh, outsmarted us again. Well, that's what <laughs> Chaplin does. He keeps you on your toes. He's the little dictator. He was British. He's a sneaky foreigner coming in. Well, and Damn, we had, had that house on the Brea that people don't shut up about if you're on a tour bus. Uh, <laughs> what, um, uh, Garen, give me how much you uh, how much did you bet? Jimmy, I went all in with a big old 25. Oh, wow. It won't be you. Elliot? I, uh, I bet high for me, 15. All right. Won't be you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Matt? I also went big. I went 22. Won't be you, Baron. 25. Won't be wow. you. Jimmy, I, I, I went with 12. I bet 12. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so I get $5 today. Five bucks for daddy. Nice work. I just wrote wow. that down as if I, I need that note for later. I well, you might. I, if, you win you... for losing the least. <laughs> That's correct. Love it. That's correct. That's why it's, strate- it's strategic, Baron. You can go all in like you guys did, but you guys look the fool with your answers. Mustache. <laughs> I mean, after the Kelly Clarkson question, didn't we all expect the question was yeah. going to be like, what movie did Marlon Brando play the Godfather in? <laughs> 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 definitely i definitely thought that it was Hang the freshman right it, it was, it, it yeah, was the, the freshman, freshman. yeah <laughs> uh, all right baron vaughn's been our guest baron of course is uh, the show called uh, the great debate on sci-fi uh you could also catch him if superstore comes back if you guys uh uh, uh i heard that uh, maybe september uh, you guys are going to get back in the action Ooh, but there's no, no way that's happening right baron i have no idea superstore superstore grace and frankie no idea it, uh, super, it's super awesome. It's a great program. We love it. I love it. It's so it's so great, and it's a bummer that we uh, we binged it uh, over this pandemic, and now it's uh, ah. now we're just uh, in limbo, like the rest of the world. We're caught up. Hey, uh, so, you know what? Just real quick, since Baron uh, has had the honor of working with the legendary Jane Fonda, let's see if he can answer this trivia question from last week. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's a good one. Jane Fonda and Robert Redford have appeared on screen together three times. Is that right? Or five? Yeah, uh, five. Five. Can you name any one of those five movies? I can't. And we, you just, we just had the answer. <laughs> no, we just did it last week. And I, I oh, wait, I can think know. of one. I can think of the one that I mucked up the title of. Oh, man. She won an Oscar for one of them. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Not, is it Coming Home? Is Coming Home one of them? No, no. Robert Redford is not in that. Dagnabbit. Dagnabbit Ashby. John Voight, I believe. Let me see if I have it written down. And okay. Um, Redford's not on Golden Pond, is he? I don't mm-hmm. think he's on, on Golden nope. Pond. Do you have Jeez, a, Do you have crazy. the answers, Karen? It, it's not fair for us to put this out there and then not people tell people what the answer is. I have the one answer. Not Parallax View. Nope. Hmm. I will, I will, here's up. one of them. I'll, I'll give you the one I remember, and that's the Electric Horseman. Oh, uh, wow. That's, that's one of them. I haven't seen that one. Uh, the other ones were, were more obscure, I think. Maybe one other one was like sort so that's of. That's the most famous of the five. That so is. Yeah. Which, which one did you I remember? I guess there's Karen? six. There's my, I remember Barefoot in the Park, which was. Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's the, the other. That's the other uh, big it's one. It's a Neil Simon play, wasn't it? Yes. 100%. And then it looks like The Chase, You said Electric Horseman, Tall Story, Sunday in New York. And Our Souls at Night, which was in 2017. Which is recent. The yeah. Chase, right. like the one with uh, was it, uh, John Houseman, didn't win the uh, Best Actor, Supporting Actor. <laughs> I, I believe that's Paper Chase. Very good. Very good, Jimmy. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, Baron. 
Mar- hey, Mar- hey, guess who else was in the chase, guys? Who? Marlon Brando. Oh, boy. The Godfather. Yes, I understand. Maybe that'll come up in the the Never Not Trivia. Baron, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. I hope to come back. Uh, nope, I made it clear. One and done. <laughs> Dag uh, you, tried. you tried. Even the announcer said you tried, Baron. Funky Middle loving. Uh, Middle sticks. All right, everybody out there, stay safe. Uh, wash your hands, wear your masks, do everything you're supposed to do. On behalf of the pop culture beast, look at him down there. He's uh, at the uh, Never Not Funny uh, Weather. That's, that's Garen Cockrell. Holding out the Florida Video Village. That is the Iron Dragon, Elliot Hopeberg. Keeping things uh, running like clockwork at headquarters in Sherman Oaks. That's the Honcho Matt Belknap. And our friend Baron Vaughn. Coming from uh, in between uh, Highland Park and South Pasadena. Uh, I'm holding things down here in Baldwin Hills. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.